Welcome to episode 127 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, I So we're episode 127, and then I listened to NPR's 500th episode the other day, and I'm like, damn, that's a long fucking time to do a podcast. Is that what you're striving for? Yeah. I don't know if I'll make 500. Okay. That's 10 years. <laughs> I know. That is 10 years of them doing a podcast. That's awesome. What I need to do is we need to double up on some weeks so I can get ahead of... Uh, no, her pet, her pediculture podcast. No, absolutely no, I'll just, not. No, I'll just we'll do several recordings at reptile shows, and I can. No, put those that, are for weeks off. I need to get ahead of them. Damn it! No, you they you started shortly. Turn my of headphones up just a smidge. You keep telling me to turn them down. Thank you. Is that good? Uh, yeah, I can hear a little bit. Actually, now. that's not your mic. That's not your headphones. That's not going to do anything. No. Is that better now? Uh, yeah, I can. Yep. Nope. Maybe. Sure, we'll leave it at that. Okay. The name of the show we were talking about was Brockmire, by the way. Brockmire, that's the show that Hank is like, okay, that was an off camera we were, thing. We were having Sorry. a discussion. I was late coming upstairs because Quigley Down Under was on TV yeah. and you just have to watch the scene at the very end. I, I got invited to record a podcast with a famous person not related to reptiles. But when it happens, we'll talk who, about it on here. Who does the voice of a very famous character on a show that's been on for a long time. Yeah. And uh, so we then we kind of went into talking about Hank Azaria and how many voices he does. Uh, shit, I might have just given it away. It's fine. We'll talk. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. When, when it happens, we'll talk about it. Uh, Katie's not ready to do our sponsors because she's just sitting there staring at the screen like what's happening. But if you were I looking. I forgot my laptop tonight. It means you're going to be part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. Oh, goodness. If you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes. By the way, the whole (laughs) first sentence and a half was her still looking for it. She just memorized. It's been a really long time since I opened it in my notes. I was watching her her still looking for it as she was saying it. I was like, sorry, Robert. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yes. And speaking of shows, we got some coming up. (laughs) We do. Uh, This weekend is the Corpus Christi Show, August 13th and 14th. Come on down to the Corpus Christi Show, hang out at the beach, go to the Reptile Show. Uh, We will be set up there as the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. I do have to say thank you to our Patreon members and if uh if you're out there and you want to throw us an extra like five bucks a month just to help us out because that's a i got i still want to buy more cameras and other stuff and we're teachers and we don't make that kind of money uh our patreons bought us a banner they don't know that they now know that but our patreons paid for our new banner that we're going to have set up at the show in corpus christi and then the following weekend august 20th and 21st at bryan college station since we're doing both those shows the podcast we'll have the banners and we'll post those pictures with the banner and everything it's it's all nice looking. So, thank you, Patreon. Let's do, what are you doing? I'm my computer in. God, just unprofessional. Sorry. Uh, and then August 27th, 28th is the Austin, Texas show. September 10th and 11th is the Conroe show. That's always a good one. The uh, September Conroe is usually people have babies to sell. And I that's think New show. Orleans is right after that. New Orleans is September 17th and 18th. Y'all coming? We now. are not, but that's the weekend of the adults only night at the zoo. Mm. And I was thinking about going to that. So that's why I know that date. Oh, gotcha. I was going to invite your wife. Uh, then be you can go be a wacko in Waco on October 15th and 16th. And we then miss, we miss everything now. I know. It's okay. <laughs> and then I'm not talking at school. And then Lafayette, Louisiana is November 5th and 6th. So, oh, oh, positive thing is uh, 
they're building a Billy's. For those that don't actually know what a Billy's is, it's to me the second best boudin you can buy. But they're building it's a not, Billy's. They're not building Billy's. It's not Billy's. They're building a, a oh, best stop. shit. It's a best stop. Billy's is the best. They're building a best stop in Katy and, and the Woodlands. And in New Braunfels. That's farther away, though, isn't it? Yeah, but that's right. Yeah. That's like five minutes from the shirts show when we do that show. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If you haven't had a boudin ball with either pepper jack cheese in it or cream cheese. I uh, like cream cheese better. And if you don't know what boudin is, you're in the north. I can't help you. I like their cracklins, too. All yes. cracklins are good, too. That's where I spend all my money. Especially when you get them the right chicken when they cracklins take them out of their are hot. Good. Oh, God. Chicken cracklins are the good, The chicken too. cracklins are good. I was skeptical, but it's like the crispy. Oh, oh my gosh. I know. My, my dad just said. Oh, well, my problem was I was excited. In my brain, I was excited for Billy's, and then I realized what, what, it's not Billy's. Everybody can see is me and Katie both going. It's not Billy's. What? Yeah. what? It's best stop. If you uh, if you can't see the chat, his dad was like, how can you fuck that up? Come on now. So if if, if you're from Louisiana, there's two great boudin places. It's Billy's mm-hmm. and Best Stop. They're both around Lafayette, Louisiana, and uh, I like Billy's better. But we're getting a Best Stop, which means I can get actual boudin over here that is exciting um and if someone's like it's just sausage there's a really cool you. lego no. store in uh katie that that is true we go there get legos and, out of it. and some uh boudin so super excited now i just need to try and get some Koneka sausage over here oh god that shit's good uh this is turned back into a food podcast anyways <laughs> uh november, I already ate dinner. november 12th and 13th is the pearland show and again that's one where we get to sleep in our own beds um what, what I'm going to try and say canal side exotic. See, I said it. I said it. said, I know what it is, but all we got is some fake ass Southern food up North. Yeah. Okay. That's like whenever I see over here, I see Cajun restaurants. I'm like, "Mm -mm." I mean, I get that we're close to Louisiana. Best stop ships all over the country. Just just so you know. That is true. I think Billy's probably does too. I'm sure they do. Get you some boudin all over the country. We have a lot. So air fryer. That's You know, the Golden Triangle, which is Beaumont, Port Arthur, Orange. Those are basically Cajuns. Yes. I mean, they're... That, the, and the food there yes. is... Yes, but Houston is not... Equivalent you, to what you would find you in Louisiana. You can occasionally find a transplant that has opened a restaurant. I was just going to say, that's how I found sure. my crawfish truck. Because he's from Bow Bridge, which is... Yeah. Good they have a crawfish food. festival. Cajun so, I mean... Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, Texas does not do Cajun food very well. But, uh, also, uh, we have a giveaway... This month. We didn't have one last week, but we have one now. Thanks have to one now. Colossal Constrictors. Uh, Colossal Constrictors stepped up, and they are going to give away a set of Redline uh, Science products. So the scrapers. If you haven't used them, I use them in my collection. All the, uh, my dad said I'll trade. Oh, I'm texting him now. Trade connector with some <laughs> boudin. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, it's got the, the tub scrapers and the cage scrapers. I know that sounds like something not to get excited about, but I bought them, and they, and they work great. Also, uh, a set of hemostats will come with that too. So all you got to go do is go over to our Facebook page. You'll see it pinned at the top and you just need to tell us what is your favorite item that you use in your reptile room and your dinner for the giveaway at the end of the month. And then at the end of the month, we're going to have them on and uh, they're buying us food. Yeah. I'm just they that. are. The, it was the sweetest the folks, message. Yeah, the folks over at Colossal Constrictors, uh, they reached out like they wanted to buy us because we're always like, oh, I, we got to go eat as soon as we get off of here. They want to buy us pizza, and uh, I, I don't think I've ever turned down pizza. So <laughs> now I just got to wait to get to the end of the month, and That's right. I get to have pizza. Which will be great, because normally for teachers, the first the first paycheck after school starts is super tight, so we're eating like ramen and PB&J, because we've spent all our extra money on stuff for our classrooms. I still got to buy shoes. Y'all have to do that. Oh. Yeah. 
I need to buy shoes. I just went and bought foam so, at Michael's. Ryan McVay posted earlier a picture of Phil Goss. I saw that. It looked like Archer. Next to Archer. <laughs> and now Dave, Dave I can't unsee that. I can't unsee it. Yeah. I can't He'll always that. be Archer from 100%. now on. Uh, Darren Watson. Fa- All right. So Darren's asking. To, oh, we're going to get to our guest in a second. But he's asking favorite pizza <laughs> well, topping. Why don't you bring our guest in and then we, he can also uh, okay. answer okay, the okay, question. I'll get, I'll get to our guest and then. Because <laughs> we can go Florida man says. That's right. <laughs> guess is Derek Dykstra from Apex Memorials. How's it going, Derek? Pretty good. How y'all doing? Okay. Good. Uh, see, I'm see. I'm going back to see anal side exotics. Don't fucking say pineapple. <laughs> Don't say pineapple. Uh, but I used to I used to ask Joe when he had from the ground up when they would ask questions from the people when they were doing the live chats. I was always like, ask them what their favorite pizza topping is, and every now and then they'd ask their guests. Uh, <laughs> but it's pepperoni. Yeah, for me too. It's I mean you can you can like other stuff. I but like pepperoni, regular bacon, and feta. Yeah, yeah, you yes. have to say regular bacon because Canadian bacon is just fucking ham. Yeah. I like the Alfredo sauce, mm-hmm. and I like Philly steak with feta. I can do that. And spinach. Feta just gives it that nice saltiness, and I like it's so good. Spinach with my. Yeah, we've had one hundred percent been a food podcast so far. Yeah. I like it. And I already ate dinner. We're gonna start a food Woo. podcast. Jeez. No pineapple though. See James on the other hand. So I will Bending occasionally throw a little pineapple on a pizza. Robert, get the but fuck out of not here. with tomato sauce. I, I like worked. I worked at a pizza place in Too high school, and. I was like, I need to see what all this fuss is. I'd, I'd and like, I used the I used the fake bacon, and I used the pineapple and fake bacon, well, Canadian. Canadian bacon. That's not it's ham. I know, ham. but I, I use that. Even with the Canadians pineapple don't call it bacon. I really liked it. <laughs> I really Derek, did. Derek, like what's it. your favorite pizza topping? All right, so if I'm getting a pizza, my go-to is usually going to be topped with mushrooms and onions. What? <laughs> <laughs> you lost That's me in mushrooms. Don't put fungus on your food. <laughs> You lost oh. me. The, uh, and I'd say, I normally say no fruit on pizza, but, uh, so we went to see, C- I love CC's. I don't care. Everybody's like, but CC's pizza oh, is yeah. shit. It may be shit, but I can eat a ton of it. So fuck exactly. off. Our I daughter. love their Alfredo and spinach pizza. Their, yes, their apple crumble too. pizza, their dessert pizza is the shit. He has been wanting CC's for almost two weeks and our kid finally came home and he was like, Joe. Joe, do you want to go to CC's? And she was like, I'm fine with pizza rolls at the house. I was like, we don't have any pizza rolls. You want to see CC's? I said, Joe, daddy's wanted CC's and he knows you'll say yes. You know, there used to be a one right by Walmart. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there also used to be one down the towards. It was so funny. Yeah. The other direction, but they closed that one too. Yeah. Now I have to drive to the other other side of Pearland, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's still like 20 minutes to get to the other side of Pearland. Everything is 20 minutes from our house. Just get used to it. It really is. Yep. Uh, What is See anal what? side, no, no, it pea meal bacon. I, I'm gonna assume bacon? they had a, stro- a stroke, or maybe uh, that anal side is. Oh, that's a real thing, pea meal bacon. Yeah, it's I an actual it. thing. It's pea-meal? wet, cured, unsmoked back bacon. That sounds fucking horrible. What? <laughs> we call it buckboard bacon too. Trimmed, lean, boneless pork loin. Yeah, it's from rolled the in cornmeal. But that's not bacon. That's it's found <laughs> mainly in Ontario. So Fucking the Canadians. Canadian bacon that you're actually getting up there is not the same Canadian bacon that we're getting. Like I down actually here. I've I've made Canadian bacon like got the pork loin. This is like legit Canadian bacon. Down here it's like deli meat ham on shit. That's yeah. Canadian bacon. Yeah. It's like yeah. um <laughs> there's like no, I'm not yeah. getting that. At uh like that. God, what's yeah, it called? This Mod. actually looks Mod. really good. Mod uh, Pizza's Canadian bacon is good. The problem is it's you like, started describing that. Bacon as wet. It's I because think, it's wet cured. 
Yeah, it just not dry. Well, here. like I when I got brisket for lunch today, I told them I wanted moist brisket because wow. that's the cut that I want. <laughs> yeah, you want it with more fat in it. It's, it's better legit. flavor. It's legit. Nice and moist. Yeah. yeah. Mo- moist. Shut up. <laughs> Some point we're gonna talk about reptiles, I promise. But right now we're talking about bacon. So I was more excited when y'all were talking about boudin and crackling. Yes. <laughs> Kaneka. Now the great thing God, about boudin, like Kineka's for those for those up so north, bad. I've never had it. I'm gonna have to get I, So I grew up in Alabama on it's the from, coast, and that's right. where it's from. Yeah, and so that's yep. all that my dad would cook with at all. Yeah. What, the and river that we used to do a lot of our studies on for my ecology class. Was, was the Connecticut River, and I was yeah. like, "Nice." Are, I knew have, how to pronounce it because I knew I ate the sausage. One grocery store in Alexandria, Louisiana, that carries it. And when I just yeah. had a craving, I would go to that grocery store just to buy Connecticut sausage. I need to yeah. put out a, a, a warning to our northern fans: don't look up what's in Boudin. Just, just eat oh, it. Don't do yeah. it. No, no, no. <laughs> don't no. do it to yourself. Just eat it. I remember one time on Duck Dynasty. They had a Boudin truck that they made, and they're driving around, and some kids are like, "What is that?" And Phil's like. It's some hog guts with some liver and some onions <laughs> in it. Rice, just get it. <laughs> so I, I had just a, don't do it. I had oh a, man! For those that aren't from Louisiana, every every town has a festival. Every town. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even not even making that. There's let's put it this way. Maze. There were there were sixty four kids in my child's third grade class, like group of classes. Every one of them did a different project on a different festival. Yeah, no Nobody one had to double up. So we had one. It was the it was either the strawberry pest festival or the pie. It was the pie festival. It was the, you, we were very disappointed in the pie. Yeah, it was festival. very. It was a letdown. But I bought a boudin ball there, and the problem I, I so know what's in boudin, sure. but I like for the person making it to properly know how to use a grinder. You can also uh, watch a man rough chopped it. Uh, there was a. Uh, like a vein, like an artery. Like I could see tubing inside of my boot ball. I'm like, no, no, no. I would have eaten it, but yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah no, no. I already eaten half of it. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Got to see it through. But I'll also eat trepas <laughs> and menudo, so. Oh, yeah. so my dad. I, I swear we're getting to reptiles at some point, but menudo. At some point. My dad's in the thing. So he lived. He still is in he North Alabama now. I don't know. And we went to a Mexican restaurant up there. And like it's one of those where the whole menu's in Spanish. And no one there speaks English except for like one person, mm-hmm. broken English. And the woman comes to take the order. And my dad's like, I think I want to try Menudo. And she goes, let me bring you a sample. <laughs> so she got him a sample. And he, goes, he tastes like, never mind. I don't want nope. that. Nope. <laughs> but I can only imagine that this woman's had so many white guys yeah. come and they go, I want Menudo. And they're Menudo. like, oh, God. <laughs> my dad fucked a bunch of Mexican flavored ass. That's really what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's not, if you want to try Menudo, that's another one. Don't look up the ingredients. Nope. Just, just go try it, I guess. And you kind of have to eat it without looking at it. Blech, I can't. Yep. I can't. It's also shit colored, too. It's just. Mm-hmm. Oh. But it's a. They, they, I also get, like, when you go to Walmart and you see, like, tripe for sale. Oh, yeah. They're like, who looked at that and went, yep, gonna eat that. Gonna eat it. Or yep. sweetbreads. Ugh. Yeah, yes. that's, that's a misleading. Sweetbreads is always such a misleading thing because right. it sounds it's not great. Sweet or bread. I mean, mountain oysters <laughs> are the same thing. They no. ain't oysters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oysters You're are right the about one. that. I you always, shut your mouth. Whoever and first you watch what you say. Whoever first ate an oyster had to be the hungriest motherfucker because <laughs> there's no way they opened that and went, "Oh God, that looks good." Yeah. Okay, yeah. that is yeah. true. That's I fair. hope it has some sand in it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of grit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this textured snot is so good. <laughs> Can't wait to get some more textured snot oh, out of the ocean. Throw them on the fire oh, yeah. and see what happens. Oh, like curl up a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's put some butter. And Batter some those on babies there. up and some deep hot sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hungry. 
Dude, so, no kidding. Darren Watson. People say that all the time about you like chicken, chicken feet. feet. I fucking love. If you go to a dim sum restaurant and order the chicken feet, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So I, I vividly, will not be them, but it's cool. vividly remember being seven years right. old at the grocery store with my mom and my grandmother, and there were there were chicken feet and pig's feet like on the shelf. And I being the fabulous seven year old that I was, because I am not at all where my daughter gets her smart ass attitude from <laughs> looks at my grandmother. And I'm like, do they just use every part of these animals? And she's like, yeah. Yep. So she starts naming all these. You can buy a bucket of chitlins with, you know, from you the that pig HBO that they use. And I was convinced that I had stumped her. And I was like, Oh yeah. What do they do with the teeth? Without hesitating, that woman said to me, well, they make jewelry out of it. And I don't know if she was telling me the truth or not, but to this day. Fuck, you're talking about a a culture down here that makes jewelry out of raccoon penises. No. I mean, yeah. If anybody buys me jewelry made out of pig's teeth, I am cutting you off from my life for the rest of these days. Robert's like, let's see what Amazon's (laughs) got. Etsy real quick. So those those chicken feet at at, at a dim sum restaurant, they're boiled, fried, boiled, fried. Oh, I and, bet those are. And good. then they're dipped in this very flavorful, um, like sauce. Yeah. And when you eat them, they just melt. Yeah. The, yeah, the, no, the yeah. nails and everything are so they're just and the flavor is. We will ridiculous. take you one night yeah. because I want to try them. Yeah. And then if I don't horrible. like them, you can just finish. They them. just walk through shit all day long. No. <laughs> they clean it before they cook it. So like pig Chris feet. Eaton. Okay. <laughs> pig what, do you, what do you think's in the casing of sausage? I bet you Chris yeah. is just gonna like fast forward through this whole conversation. <laughs> this whole part of our conversation, like what the fuck? See, is pig's wrong feet with doesn't people? shock me because you can go to any like. Super small country gas station on like gravel road and find a jar of pig's feet on the shelf and you can buy buy one pig's foot out of it and eat it. Like I remember growing up and going across the street from my grandmother's house and they had pickled you pig's feet and pickled eggs. Boiled and the hot peanuts. pickled sausage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boiled Boil. peanuts are amazing. You boiled shut your peanuts. fucking oh, mouth. Tastes oh, like oh. snot. Come on. I grew Blech. up in the peanut capital of Florida. That's I grew up I, see, I went to high school delicious. in the peanut capital of Alabama. They have the National Peanut Festival. Yeah. Yep. We we'll call them goobers here. Every year. Oh. The problem is you can't go to – see, this is where people don't like boiled peanuts. They go to a gas station and they get them out of that oh, metal yeah. tin. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's not oh, fucking boiled no. peanuts. It needs to be from some old dude on the side of the road. There's a pig tooth necklace. It. What oh. the fuck? On <laughs> Etsy. Etsy. Of course on it's Etsy on Etsy. Pig tooth Network. Let me, oh, I'm going to um, Google it. <laughs> I just watched a video yesterday so of some coon-ass boiling peanuts. I've looked up multiple – peanuts are fucking awesome. I've looked up – so what? Put, like, stalks of celery in it when he boils. Nah. No, no, no. Yeah. I've looked up a handful of recipes to make for him, just because I know he likes them. Yeah, but if you're not some old dude on the side of a highway, they're not going to be good. The right. other thing, this again has nothing to do, but I just brought it up. Uh, so we're always talking about things like prices changing and inflation and all this. There is one thing on earth that is inflation proof. It is jumbo shrimp on the side of the road in Louisiana. <laughs> It is five ninety five a pound. <laughs> no matter That's where fantastic. you go, fantastic. Every all the every sign is, is a spray painted sign on the side of the road. It's five ninety five a pound. Because Boudreaux mm-hmm. caught it in his cast net fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> Legit. It was five ninety five a pound when gas was a dollar fifty. It was five ninety five a pound when gas was four fifty. It was yeah. out there in this Piro inflation proof. Pulling, it didn't have to burn no gas because it's in a Piro. <laughs> nope, nope. Using a using a cast just, net. Just threw a rope around an alligator and pulled himself through the swamp. Yeah. That's how they do it. That's right. right there you go all right we should probably get to talk about <laughs> reptiles at some point i said alligator that counts hey right? we're the reptile yeah, there you go. Gumbo. 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 Yeah. we can talk about, talk about the food legit part food that's for a it minute. 
That's it. So that's like, okay, so let's go to Florida. We've talked about Texas is known for barbecue, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Louisiana is known for Cajun food. What the fuck is Florida known for? Oranges. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Peanuts. Depends on what part of Florida. <laughs> penis? Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> think Florida is known for penis. I didn't, know, I didn't alliterate there very well. <laughs> <laughs> the center part of Florida is known for racehorses. I mean, I Wait, guess. Are they yeah. eating the racehorse? I mean, somebody probably does. Uh, <laughs> been to some questionable places. They yeah. Might be. I'm not, nothing goes to waste. Uh, this is true. Uh, <laughs> I, I would imagine, de- depending on the part of seafood, or the part of Florida, they're known for seafood. Well, yeah, but then, but the then you get places stuff, like... And it's conch, you get conch yeah. fritters and conch, conch scallops. Yeah, yeah. yeah but then you get to places like Tallahassee and, and Jacksonville. Miami is its own thing. And, yeah. Huh? Miami, Miami is like is New Orleans. It's, Miami is Cuba. It's, yeah. 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 It's not it's really part Cuba. of Florida. No, and North Florida is just South Georgia. If yeah. yeah, see, and, that, and I always grew up calling it L.A. as Lower Alabama when you get to the Panhandle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What part of Florida are you in, Derek? Uh, I am in Northern Florida. I'm like directly in between Gainesville and Jacksonville, in a okay. real small is that, town. Is that near Ocala? Uh, it's not, but I did grow up near Ocala. So like we actually just watched. Thirty minutes a, up the road. We just watched a cooking show with a guy from Ocala. Yeah, he won. It was that barbecue yeah. show. Yeah, I was so excited. I was a little sad, but like the guy from Houston, he no way. Like I was excited yeah. for him, but I'm like he doesn't have because what it takes Houston to go isn't barbecue. You have to go farther west. Well, but he had There's like some an, pretty goddamn good. He barbecue was like an Asian barbecue fusion. Yeah, that's not no. That's right, I'm gonna take you to Pinkerton. Yeah, yeah I, I am excited like, about. I, okay, I don't know how great it is, but. Killens always has a giant line. It's good. I need to go to Killens. Yeah, I was pretty like pumped the about the guy from Ocala that won, though. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm, I I haven't had his food, but my mom and sister would eat at his food truck pretty regularly. Nice. So yeah, that's pretty neat. The one thing my dad enjoyed when he came to visit was the taco trucks. Like, you could try a different taco truck every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Although he found one that he liked, and I think he just no, kept he going went, back no. to that one. No, he went to a different one. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, anyways, back to reptiles. Uh, did we even finish our sponsors? Uh, oh, Wiregrass Exotics. Guys, Wiregrass Exotics, our friends over in Ozark. So bad. Uh, go, let's go to Wiregrass Exotics in Ozark, Alabama for all your feeder needs and reptile needs. Um, and then, oh, and if you want uh, 15% off on your VivTech UVB LED bulbs, use code GUMBO22, all one word, GUMBO22, and it gets you 15% off an amazing LED UVB bulb. Unless you talk to dumbasses on the internet who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. Oh, there's plenty of them. Yes. So, <laughs> now I think we're good. All right. So, we had Derek on before to talk about rattlesnakes, which is not what we're talking about now. Right? So, nah, what, we don't have to unless y'all want to. No, we got plenty of talk other stuff. Talk about whatever you want. We'll, we'll, I want to get to, we're obviously going to get to legislation stuff because he's in Florida and that place is yes. a nightmare. Although, yeah. again, small victories right now. But, uh, yes. let's go with what do you have in your collection right now, Derek? Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's fairly diverse for the most part. Um, I do keep venomous and non-venomous snakes, so I'll start off with the non-venomous stuff. Right now, it's pretty much North American rat snakes and water snakes. So I've got some locality water snakes, all species that are native to Florida. And then as far as rat snakes go, pretty much also focus on stuff you can find in Florida. So Everglades, uh, Gulf Hammock, White Oak, some locality red rats. I've got some Baird's rat snakes, Transpecos rat snakes, and that's kind of nice. my you know, my side little passion projects. Um, I do also have a fairly sizable venomous collection as well. It's mostly rattlesnakes and arboreal vipers. Um, I'm really trying to focus on the emerald horned pit vipers. 
they're my favorite. I've got a group of six of them that I've been working with trying to raise up and get established. Uh, but aside from that, I've got Arizona black rattlesnakes, uh, Mexican dusky rattlesnakes. Uh, I've got some bothrops. Uh, that pretty much sums it up. On a lot your, of new world stuff. On your subox, are you breeding them? Not yet. Uh, the plan is to do it eventually. I have a hard time tracking down a female. Um, apparently in Florida and in the Southeast in general, it's hard to find female subox or subox in general. I can get but you the, one the, tomorrow. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I've got okay. one in my steak room I could send you. So I just, <laughs> I just Googled the Arizona black rattlesnake because James Wick's fun to me, oh. but I'm mildly obsessed with like black or white snakes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is wicked looking. Yeah. Wicked. Like, I love them. 15 species of rattlesnake in, nice. in Arizona. I think yep. it's 15, right, Derek? Yeah. And, that yeah, is cool looking. Awesome. And there's like 12 of them that only exist in Florida. I mean, in Arizona. Yeah, for that sounds part. about right. Yeah, and there's a lot of yeah, pretty no. ones, like some of the rock rattlesnakes. But it's, I mean, oh, you, you still live in a state with my favorite rattlesnake. This black-tailed rattlesnake is the eastern diamondback. Too. Like, perfect. Yes, I love eastern diamondbacks. They were really the what what got me into venomous keeping was uh, having those interactions with some eastern diamondbacks. It really kind of that's what sparked it for me. And I've got a big female down here with me oh. that I'm super thrilled to have. But um, she will be going to go on display at Reptile Preservation Institute here in a couple months. So nice. I'm thrilled oh, about awesome. that too. Yeah. That's Cody and Pia's place, right? Correct. Yeah. That's Cody and Pia. They're like 15 minutes down the road from me. So it works out pretty nice. Oh, awesome. So that means you also live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Cause I've been to Cody That's and it. Pia's. Yes. Bumfuck nowhere. And it is, oh my God, it's literally turned off paved road and hope you don't get stuck in the sand. It was fabulous. Yep. Like somewhere I would love to live. Oh my God. They, you would oh, love it. Nice. It's, you really yeah. would. Yeah. That my, my Airbnb that we stayed at when we went. Yeah, we stayed like on, a, on a lake at an Airbnb when we went to nice. Amazing. My in-laws just bought a place up on a lake here, and uh, we went up there Saturday to help them move some stuff. Because they actually officially moved today. Oh. But we helped them take like a lot of their breakable stuff that they didn't want the movers to move. And uh, that's the second time I've been up there now, and I'm sold. That yeah. little town has like everything you need. It's 20 minutes to like Walmart or HEB. And so, like, yeah. Derek and Cody and Pia, they live in what you picture when, if you're a reptile person, you would love. It's like loose sand and pine. Like you're going to go find rattlesnakes yep. and rat snakes, and it's going to be sand hills. It's nice. A lot of pine flatwoods, yeah, Florida awesome. pine snakes. Yeah. It's all, I think the population of the town is like 1,400 people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. With yeah. that said, uh, don't try and have Cody and Pia on a podcast because they have oh, no fucking geez. internet. Right. <laughs> I, I want to say, awful. I was going to say, if I remember correctly, they were like in their <clears> truck. Like on the side of no, the road. No, that was that was, was, Derek. That was you? Derek. Oh, okay. that was last time I was on. Yeah, <laughs> was Derek. I was like, we had somebody on that. Was- yeah, <laughs> Derek. Yeah. He had to go drive down the road I to do get remember. enough service. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, that was that was a nightmare. Our internet went out, and I was like, oh, of course it would be tonight of all nights. But mm-hmm. it's it's really a good location, other than like hurricane season. It's really a good location because yeah, you're not yeah. that far from St. Augustine. Because we drove mm-hmm. up there and went to St. Augustine, and yep, it's nice. So, but. Yeah, Eastern Diamondbacks by far. Like, there's nothing more impressive to me than a six or seven foot Eastern Diamondback rattlesnake with a massive head and oh yeah, and thick body. We like I said, we had worked. I worked at the zoo. We had one that was probably about seven foot and almost as big around as a two liter Coke bottle. Oh yeah, they're incredible. There's one down at the Orion Center. Uh, Edgar, he's uh, amelanistic and oh, cool. he's like seven foot three inches, nineteen pounds, just massive. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a snake. It's so cool. But uh, so rat snakes—that's North American rat snakes 
are an interesting one because mm-hmm. for us over here, when we think rat snake, we think like Texas rats, you know, Western right. rats, or we think, you know, red rats, corn snakes. Yeah. But there's so many like Baird's rats don't remind me of, they don't act like a rat snake. They're not a rat snake. Like they are, but yeah. they're not what you think of when you think of a rat snake. Mm-hmm. Transpecos really kind of, I mean, they're not really what you think of when we think of a rat snake and they're really yeah. cool looking. Well, they got the big eyes because yeah, they're, they're nocturnal and they're, yep. they generally yep. Don't bite. I mean, oh, super laid back. I've never met a mean one. Yeah. Well, then there's one that like no one ever talks about because no one apparently can do them. But that's the green rat snakes. Ah, I've got a male. He is fantastic. Yeah, he he's very flighty. I've had him for a couple of years now. Uh, Getting him established was a pain. I got him on a really good deal because he's supposed to be captive hatched, but. He couldn't eat for the guy that had him, so he shipped him to me. I had to assist feed him mouse tails for a long time, and he finally just started drop feeding for me, and he's been doing awesome. And I was hoping to get a female for him, but Lord, I didn't realize how expensive them things were. Every time a female pops up, it's like a grand. And I, just, <laughs> well, I can't do that on a rat snake. The no. first time I saw them, I was like, how is this not a thing in the hobby? We have a yeah, green snake, so cool. and no one like owns them. Yep. But then I heard they were kind of hard to get started, and they, they don't always want to eat for you and mm-hmm. yeah that was that was really the first experience i had with owning a snake that was a difficult eater and it was definitely a learning curve but he pulled through and he's doing good now and then like, like i said they're 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 green every picture i've ever seen they are oh, yeah. pretty green color mm-hmm. they're farther mm-hmm. out west right they're yeah out in like arizona yeah mm-hmm. so I, I like again my only problem with colubrids is they they just shit so much speaking of colubrids i fed so the other day I had Katie boil some eggs for my redfoot tortoises because we need to give them some protein. For anybody that, didn't, that owns redfoot, she'll know they need protein. And so we feed them that and we'll feed them like pinkies every now and then or mushrooms is another one I've seen you do. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, I've got these boiled eggs. And there's always people like Kribos and stuff talking about feeding eggs to their Kribos and all this. I'm like, yeah. what do I have? What's the most Kribo thing I have? I was like, I've got a Louisiana pine snake. We can try that. There you go. And it did. It took oh, them right it off the tongs. So yeah. Oh, that's funny. cool. Took two chunks of egg off the tongs. I was like, that's the weirdest thing, feeding a fucking egg. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> it's funny because this snake, when it gets into food mode, like it will go after your face. It's super calm to hold, but man, it has got the best feed response. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, oh, shit. I'm, this thing's going to try to eat me as soon as I put food in front of it. <laughs> and I had it on the tongs, and it just like opened its mouth and started chewing away on the egg and eating the egg. So that's awesome. It's got that pituophis. Uh, Food response. Yeah. Yeah. They all do. Definitely. They're great. Definitely. Except except unlike bull snakes, this one calms down afterwards. Yeah. Uh, some bull snakes <laughs> do. That's I, I can't do bull snakes. I also can't do locale stuff. And there's like five million locales yeah. and I Oh yeah. That's so you do locale water snakes. Yeah, so uh, all of my uh, Florida stuff is locality specific. So I've got um, I'm trying to focus on stuff that's from the county I grew up in, which is Levy County on the Gulf Coast. Um, so I've got some Levy County Gulf salt marsh snakes. Um, I've got some Levy County red rats, uh, Levy County Gulf hammock rat snakes. Uh, but my other waters are Escambia County, Southerns, and Dixie County, Florida Banded, because uh, Dixie's not that far. I spent a long time up there too. But I'm really enjoying keeping the water snakes. It's something that I've kind of gotten back into because I kept them – a couple years ago, but apparently I found out I was doing it horribly wrong. Uh, care and maintenance is not, you know, not what I was doing a couple years ago when it was like super wet all the time, large, you know, it was like half land, half water exhibit, and it just wasn't working out. So I ended up getting out of Nerodia and 
then I started listening to podcasts and talking to people and come to find out you keep them really similar to rat snakes and it works out really well. Hmm. I remember doing a yeah. show, a reptile show once and this girl, I was selling Sambo's and she wanted to buy Sambo and, I, and, and she was young. She was probably what Joe, Joe's 11 now. So she was probably around 11 or 12. And I was like, do you really, do you know what you, have you ever looked at? Had a snake, this or that? And she goes, oh yeah, I've got a banded water snake at home. And I was like, really? Nice. And then she showed me a video like this super calm baby banded water snake that she holds. It doesn't bite. And I'm like, yeah, you can totally do a sambo. You're good. <laughs> yeah, but that's things, cool. I mean, I get that the key, the care is completely different, but if you can do that and calm that thing down, you're oh, great. Yeah. 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 You're good to go. Oh yeah. No doubt. Cause I, yeah, at- I also really enjoy not having to feed rodents to everything in my collection. Cause golly, it's gotten expensive. Oh, yeah. And it is crazy now. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at the Florida banded water snake. They're not as like red as like our banded water, our broadbands. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's still cool looking. Well, and our broadbands can, yep. can run the gamut They're, from turd brown to just flame orange. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of variability in the Florida stuff too. Uh, my Escambia County Southern bandits are like brick red. They're gorgeous. Um, but the, the Florida bandits, it really all depends. You can have blacks, browns, uh, you know, like a rusty red coloration. There's some down in Sarasota County that are like really cool black with dark brick red banding. It just, they're Ooh, so variable. That's cool. Yeah, they're, they're real neat. There was a lady in a snake ID group the other day that commented about a photo of a water moccasin that had kind of a crazy, like a kind of a weird pattern. And she mm-hmm. was like, I just don't understand how two snakes that are in the same species can look so different. And I was like, all humans are homo sapiens. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, 100% understand your point. I get it now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen some like just straight black, and then I've seen some older ones that still have banding on them yeah. and all that stuff. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. When they were chasing me, because that's what water mm-hmm. monsters do. They chase you. Yep. That's what the internet yeah, tells Yeah, they me. chase you. They fly into your boat out of, you know, when they're done with their giant breeding <laughs> Fat, balls. Faster than a black mamba. <laughs> you fall into a nest of them. Right. Uh, yeah. Like that that's boy it. on Lonesome Dove. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how one scene from a movie can ruin yep. things for the rest of humanity so there was a oh, person the nuts. other day who swore like she even posted a picture of rick schroeder getting bit in the face with a she was like this is a real picture i'm like that's rick schroeder he's still alive <laughs> <laughs> look he's like 50 years old but he's still alive that's not a real photo lady yeah, she was convinced Blows that, that this mind. photo she found on Google was really a young man being bitten by water moccasins in a ball. Because that's how people that's how people search things. Mm-hmm. They Google, and the yep. first image yep. that comes up is what they're going with. They're not going to yep. click on it and see yeah. what it says yeah. or where mm-hmm. it's from, <clears throat> but yep. it's fact because it was on Google. Yeah. That's it. I, that's I, I told it. her, I was Everything like, if you, tru- you trust Google yeah. so much, Google Rick Schroeder. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> he's alive. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's still out there. Oh, oh, dude! Snake groups are so much fun. Oh. I uh, I do a lot of education and stuff out out this way. I just did a class for some locals, and man, just the shit you see and hear that people believe and will yes. argue. I used to get it all the time the at the zoo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I said, there's there's a Tennessee one that Robert and I are in pretty much pretty much for just humor. Like it's mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I uh, did with somebody in my neighborhood post a picture of a hole that was dug under their paving stones, like in their in their yard. And she's like, mm-hmm. what could cause this? I just moved here. I'm a city girl, blah, blah, blah. All these people are like, probably a snake. It's a snake. I, I saw a comment. I'm like, which appendage is a snake digging this hole with? 
<laughs> now you say that. Yeah, have we you, saw that you, photo, that video. I've seen snakes dig, but they're not digging one like that. Not like, like this. That's, it's a cicada killer hole. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. If you know, oh yeah. Yeah, for those who don't know what a cicada, but, for, I, I keep like, I don't know, you know, because one, we're around people hear us around the world, which is just fucking weird in the first place, and then around the country because our country's so big. I don't know if people fully know what a cicada is because I don't think those are everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have them in the no. south, but mm-hmm. so it's what we grew up calling locusts, which is not a locust, but. And then a cicada killer is just a giant fucking like hornet. It's like a wa- It's a type of a wasp. Yeah, it's a, and it's it, a wasp. But and but they dig these giant holes and they live in the ground. They'll come out and they'll go out and get cicadas. And we used to have them at the zoo and people would freak out and like, guys, they're not coming at you. You're good. No. They don't attack people. Mm-hmm. They were they'll, they'll really grab, uh, spiders too. And they were really yeah. active in Kentucky this summer. Really? The cicada killers. Yeah. Which I, I'm interested to see. Because Kentucky had all of that devastating rain and flooding, so I'm I'm interested to see part like, of Kentucky. Well, because right. our buddy Ryan Cox, I messaged him and he didn't have any of the rain. <laughs> That's but right. That one of the admins of the huge Florida Snake ID group mm-hmm. was giving someone advice the other night that uh, they got bitten by a pygmy rattlesnake, and he said um, a dry bite is only if a little bit of venom's injected. <laughs> And I'm oh like, dude, God. you're the fucking admin of this group. You should at least know. <laughs> Don't worry, baby. Dude. You're not going to get pregnant. I only had a little bit of cum. So just a little bit, like, baby. That's it. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, I commented and I was like, hey, it's not. It, all your other stuff oh was good. Oh, my God. Referring them to National Snake Bite. But a dry bite is a dry bite. It is a yeah. It is a needle prick with no, no nothing. I got a freaking three-day ban for correcting an admin. Man, I, this mm. is why I hate mm-hmm. social media. Because it gives everyone a voice, even people who shouldn't yep. have one. Yeah, that's what always gets me. Everybody, uh, we have freedom of speech. You are free to say whatever you want. That's right. You're totally free. I'm now, free to with that said, should you say whatever you want? No. Uh-huh. Exactly. And am I allowed to correct you when you're wrong? Fuck yes, I am. Absolutely. <laughs> I uh, I may have joined a ball python. I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't kick me out yet. But I may have joined a ball <laughs> python group just to see the stupidity of it. Oh, uh, it was it was a group that was that was upset with the ball python movie. Oh, so you joined that group? I joined that group. I kicked out. They, they invited they invited Dave boy. to come join that group. Did he do it? I don't know, but oh, I went and joined it just so I, I was like, this should be fun. I commented. I, went, I found the post in their group about it, and I was like, "I, I, I enjoyed that. the movie," and no one has said anything. So Maybe I'll. Like, is it like? I mean, it's like appropriate and everything because it's Dave Kaufman. Yeah, no, it's like, good. His stuff's good. Well, well, what I was saying is, I've got to set up my classroom, so I may like throw it up on my Promethean yeah, board and class. like watch it while I arrange everything. Because if we're going to Corpus this weekend, I need to get the ball rolling. Because meet the teachers Monday, and everything oh, is still piled in the middle of my room. I should probably do something in my classroom. Yeah, or come help me. That would be fun. Because yeah. I panicked earlier when I realized I got two days to get my shit together, and that's not okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, because I'm gonna need your help Saturday morning putting heat tape in. Fuck, please. <laughs> okay, I'm at the register this weekend, so I won't be much help. <laughs> uh, all right, I want to get to uh, to the question we asked Derek asked this week on our on our group because I want to read. We had a lot of good uh, answers, and most of them are kind of lengthy, so I want to read them because yeah. uh, they're good. And then I want us to kind of talk about it, um, <clears throat> and then we'll get into some of the other legislation. But we know we talked about last week that we had, you know, uh, a victory that all of the lacy stuff, lacy act stuff that we were worried about in the proposed bill that has been thrown out. It is gone. It is not going to be uh, voted on this time around. We are safe for, for now for a year. Yeah, yeah for a year until. Peter gets back at it again and puts something else in a bill that has nothing to do with snakes. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I think we'll be okay for a little while because midterm elections and it's going to swing pretty hard, more than likely. Um, so you'll see less of that. Not I'm trying not to be political here because I'm not. Mm-hmm. I hate them all. Yes, um, <laughs> that's what my daddy used to say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they they don't they're not looking out for us. Um, yeah. But I, I think you'll see less of that for a couple of years. I hope so. Yeah, I could be completely wrong too. But there were, there were a lot of things in that bill that weren't part of the bill. And I've heard things that they're going to try and not do that as much anymore. But, you know, they will. They, it still happens. But our question this week was, do you think the reptile industry should have oversight from a governing body? Why or why not? And uh, so let's go through several of these answers and then we'll get into it. But uh, Scott Borden, uh, Scott Borden said that uh, that's a complex one, which it is. Uh, mm-hmm. There may not be a perfect answer. I live in a state that people hate because of the restriction list. But after many years of watching this hobby from a lot of different perspectives, I believe we should have some sort of laws in place that keep the stupid people from keeping the stuff they shouldn't. But there should absolutely be a road to go down for those who can safely and correctly keep that stuff. In a perfect world, we would have policed ourselves and held ourselves to a higher standard and responsibility. But many in the hobby have chosen the dollar over the responsibility. Uh, He says, why? Because I have watched for over two decades to see many animals suffer sadly. We really need to start holding ourselves more accountable to a higher standard as well as standards for our customers, which uh, I agree with. But again, we'll, we'll dive into yeah. that. Uh, our buddy Drew over at the Learning Zoo, he had several things here to say, but uh, with Scott, City agrees on the failure to police ourselves. Uh, we lost our chance to say we can handle this. No need to involve the government, which is what you get with not just the reptile hobby. That happens with a lot of things. Yep. We should be allowed to do whatever we want. But uh, – it's hard to claim we are working towards serious conservation when the biggest driving force in the industry is mutant ball pythons. Which I'll comment on that too when we get to it. I agree and disagree. It's, I feel like it's two, or two different parts of the hobby. Uh, Drew says my answer is more focused, but as, for, as far as exhibiting and breeding reptiles goes, I expect the regulation is already on the way. He says the USDA is amending their rules to include birds under the Animal Welfare Act, meaning that they will subject – uh, to the same licensing and inspections as mammals when it comes to breeding, selling, and exhibiting to the public. I give it 10 years before reptiles are added as well, and I seriously doubt the biggest breeders, importers, and dealers in the country are going to be prepared for what that means. That said, USD, USDA requirements aren't that extreme, and it would probably have a net positive of cleaning up the industry and making it harder to be a sketchy business. Uh, I know mammal stuff that there is. It's quite because we have several friends that breed mammals. Yep. Yeah. And they have to deal with like USDA can come by at any point and and inspect their facility and their animals and and check things out. Which yes, they can. Which I know sounds scary to a lot of people, but if you're doing it right and if you're on good terms with a lot of those people, right, a lot of that's not that bad. I know uh, Drew because he's got some mammals. He had to get some stuff cleared up through USDA before some of his mammals could go on exhibit and all that. And so uh, our buddy Jason Miloradovich said, I like Scott Borden's answer and agree that I wish we could do a better job of policing ourselves and some types of animals should probably have checks in place to make sure uh, they're being kept correctly by the right people. My short answer to the question, however, is I would absolutely not, mainly because I don't believe a governing body would hire the people with the right knowledge and or educate them correctly to be able to police this hobby. Nope. Probably not. Uh, Sean Shield says, no, the government needs to step back in almost every area of life. You should be able to do anything you want in your own home property as long as you aren't negatively affecting someone else's life, which I can agree with. But the problem is if you got a venomous snake that gets loose because you're not taking care of it correctly. 
Yeah, that's the problem. A lot of these things that have triggered a lot of the yeah. legislation is because it has left that person's home. Yep. And is now in fact uh, affecting someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, our buddy Todd Autry said, or if your tiger gets out, or the tiger can get your neighbor's yeah. kid. Oh if, boy, or if the tiger's wandering the streets of Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> not, not that that's happened in the last. No, years. no. Uh, our buddy Todd Autry said, "Yes, I have to euthanize one more. If I have to euthanize one more animal that I can't afford to house, uh, I can't afford or house, I'm going to pull my hair out. I see too many flippant, flippant." Sales, and I am in favor of professional and responsible exotic husbandry. That's a fun word. Flippant. That is a, it's a tricky word. You're not used to saying it. Uh, Mason Diaz says, I think that I think they at you, most. I was going to say, you just got real country on us for a second. I was, well, I got I was, shit. Horseshit. Woo. <laughs> anyway, it says, I think they at most should have a permit system for animals. They want, uh, they want a blacklist like hots or crocodilians. There's no way an average Joe should be able to just buy a Nile crocodile, for example. But with permits, they could go into the right hands. And maybe if we have permits, we can currently uh, we have currently prohibited animals like American alligators, which you need an alligator farm permit in Texas. But at no point should there be a black and white list, in my opinion. That's so that's too far and pisses me off after seeing what they tried to pull with revising the Lacey Act, which, again, we won. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is I love Zach Lofman's answer. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was just yes, yeah. <laughs> Can appreciate that. Um, even our buddy Blake said, uh, "Yeah, I don't." But honestly, more laws are coming, and we can only blame ourselves. He's right. Um, there are a few other ones I will do real quick. Uh, Joe Smith—that is the most generic name. Uh, unless it is made of a group of people selected from within the hobby, then no official oversight, as in government, has consistently shown its willingness to overstep and enact punishments and restrictions without proper research. From a qualified party, which is true. Another no here was no. We put see Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shelby Brown said no. We deal with enough of that in every other aspect of our lives. Her hobby is supposed to be enjoyable, but when you bring in people to govern it, it becomes a killjoy. It wouldn't be so much of an issue if people didn't become power hungry in their roles, but it has become a human behavior that comes with ruling over others. Uh, we are too easily swayed to become corrupt. So, a lot of good answers, and a and lot I, of them, and, and I, I agree. With almost with pretty much everybody in part of what they said. Sure. Yep. Derek, what was your answer to this? Man, I like this question because I feel like there isn't really a right answer. Uh, you can see good points on both sides. Um, I kind of lean more towards the side that we clearly can't figure our shit out on our own as an industry. Um it would be nice if we could, or if we had a group of people that were industry minded that could step up and kind of take the lead on these kinds of things. Uh, but I, I've dealt with people enough to know that everybody sucks. Everybody's <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so whether it's people in the industry trying to regulate us or a governing agency, um, you know, it's going to suck no matter what can't make everybody happy. I just, I do think there needs to be some sort of oversight. I know a lot of people, are not a huge fan of Florida fish and wildlife. I'm one of those very interesting people who actually doesn't hate the agency. Um, I agree with a lot of our licensing practices. Uh, you know, not just anybody, I believe not just anybody who's 18 years old should be able to go buy a Mamba. You know, I do like the way our venomous system is set up. I think the hours are a bit overkill. The fact that I've got hours, I can go buy an inland Taipan, but I can't buy like a mangrove snake. Is kind of weird to me. We're a Gila you, monster. You got your Kaluber Day hours yet? 
No, no Calubrite, no Heliderma. I'm, I did the time, have the things I want. I'm good. You have to do a hundred hours for Helas. A thousand. A thousand. Fuck that. Exactly. I mean, if you can handle an angry blue tongue skink, you can handle a Gila. Right. Like I get that it's right. venomous, but it's still it just a, a it's a fucking Gila monster. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Will you die? No. Um, and they walk like 0. 0.2 miles an hour. You can get a, get out of the way if it right. comes for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you get but, bit um, by by Heliderma, you you're trying to. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I tell people the same thing when uh, because I talk to people about like hog nose envenomations all the time, and I'm like, mm-hmm. look, if you take one of those, you're doing something you should be doing. Yeah. But that's besides the point. Um, no, I I I like some of what FWC does. I like some of Florida's permitting systems for you know more dangerous wildlife. Uh, am I a proponent of prohibited species and bans? Absolutely not. Um, but I do think there needs to be some sort of oversight because we clearly can't regulate ourselves. Yeah, I'm. I'm all. And I've said this for a long time. I'm all for a permit system because I think the alternative to a permit system is outright ban, which is what has been. Yes. What has tried to happen. Yes. You know, I, I don't think the alternative is they just leave us alone. That's not going to fucking happen. Again, we've done it to ourselves. Every issue we have has been caused by somebody with a reptile. the The snakes and stuff didn't get here and then let themselves loose. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Our friend John Grant says, I have a healer. I know, John. I was there when you bought it. Fuck you, John. You live in Oklahoma. There's no laws in Oklahoma. They One don't, of my they just hope people will live favorite, there. absolute favorite photographs that I have of you is, me holding, is you holding that animal. Oh, I fucking love you. And, the and look yes, John, of, I, of pure joy on your face. I also know that the Rangers are beating the Astros right now. You keep messaging me. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I, third I, inning. I do think a thousand hours is excessive. Yeah, that's a lot. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing, Florida. We've talked about it before on here. Florida is a thousand hours per family. So like, yes, vipers, uh, was it Calubride, mm-hmm. uh, lapids, and then the the Heliderma. Like it's if yep. you if you can get, I mean, like how many hours in a day are you able to obtain with them? So it depends a lot on the facility you're working at, where you're getting your hours, who you're getting them from, uh, like and there's is, also like is a it eight hours a day area. a thing. It's totally a thing. Okay. There's also a lot of gray area as to what you consider gaining experience. Like if I'm watching somebody work a mamba, I mean, I think that's experience and can be counted. Yeah. Someone else may not, you know, scrubbing oh. water bowls, scrubbing water bowls may not be considered gaining hours, but you know, it's, there's a lot of gray area, but if you're working somewhere like say reptile preservation Institute, huge collection, lots of animals, I could definitely put down, I was there 12 hours constantly gaining information and learning well for those of our listeners that do not like to math i did the math and a thousand hours at eight hours a day is 125 days yeah and those people have jobs like i mean you're you're, that's almost that's like four and a half months of you working every day of the month Mm -hmm. and the the other thing they put into the regulations as well is that it has to be for a minimum of a year yeah. Plus a thousand hours. So, now I will say there is an exam that FWC doesn't exactly broadcast yeah, or I've advertise. Yeah. So you can take this exam and it knocks your hours down by half. So now you only need 500 for each family. But even if you, but, but even if you say you didn't pass that exam mm-hmm. and you have to do it over the course of a year, you still have to have 11 days a month mm-hmm. at eight hours a day. Well, and- what do you do for a thousand hours of the healer? Poke it with a stick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be venomous. Yeah. Be venomous. Here's some food. <laughs> you like that sand? I mean, <laughs> yeah, what it's you, crazy. Yeah. 
Well, like, I mean, it's a little better if you pass that exam because then it's only six days a month. See, and I would, I would, I would more rather it be five hundred hours per family and then knock that down to like a hundred or two fifty or whatever if you tap pass the test. Yeah. I mean, I'm even. I would be okay with a tier system. You know, like like I mentioned earlier, if I can own Taipans and Mambas. Yeah, you know, there's there's no reason I can't have some sort of obscure rear fang to glue. Well, that's the funny. So you, if you get your elapid hours, mm-hmm. you can get a king cobra, but mm-hmm. I couldn't go out and catch a copperhead and keep the copperhead. I'm like, Correct. that's that's way fucking safer, <laughs> right? And that's around here. Like, if it gets loose, no one's gonna fucking know, right? Because we already have uh-huh. them. So. And I mean, and in, in you're 15 minutes away from one of the best venomous collections I've ever seen. And I've seen those black mambas up close. Just because yeah. someone can get the hours doesn't mean they fucking need that snake. Mm-hmm. That's I, absolutely. I will never forget that kid at the non-herp show talking to me out front while I was waiting on a customer. He had a, he had a lepidus and uh, a coral cobra, I think. Standing there in a deli pan, waiting on his mom to pick him up. <laughs> Golly, man. And, oh, it gets better, Derek. And he starts telling me, he's like, yeah, I, I got a, a a black mamba a couple weeks ago, and it got loose in my room because uh, I got it out, and it, I was scared of it. the house down. I was scared of it, and I, I, did, I, I finally got it back in its cage, and I'm kind of intimidated by it. I'm like, you need to go back in that show and go talk to, and I told him who to go talk to, and have him come get that, and just, good lord, get, that snake is going to fucking kill you, man. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm someone like, else. I'm like, how big is it? He goes, oh, it's a full-grown adult. It's like nine feet, ten feet. Oh, I'm like, Jesus no. Christ. And I'm like, do no. you live like on a farm? Not live in a neighborhood. Oh, like, my oh, God. Of course. God. Yeah, because why not? Why not? Yeah. This kid's Jeez. he's probably 21 and had to have his mom drop him off at a reptile show. Could, couldn't afford his own car, but he can have a black mamba <laughs> and some other shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have a driver's license. It's just a state yeah. ID. <laughs> yeah. So, so you can imagine what his cages are probably like. Yeah. Uh, well, because he's not going to reach in there and clean it. No. Uh, so going back to this, I, I, I'm all for a permit system. Mm-hmm. Some of the other things people mentioned in here, uh, they're worried about if the government does it and the person not. That is a big concern. The per- and, that, yep. and that's been our issue with everything that's gone. Most, most, yep. if not all of these. Uh, proposed laws or things have been written and put in place by people that don't know the animal yep. or what they're talking about when it comes to the hobby or how it's done. Okay, so let me just say because, you know, I, I bring that side to this conversation. That's not just with reptiles. No. That's no. with education. No, yeah. That's no. with gun yeah. laws. That's with oh, animal yeah. stuff. And like, everything so, out there right now that is in controversy is because people are writing laws and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Well, and so I think that it definitely should be a a part like I guess bipartisan, a group of whatever you know officials, and then yes, part of the hobby. But then that comes down to who in the hobby do we trust to be the voice of the hobby? Well, well and not exactly. only that, but you also run into the issue. It's very similar with like, and I'm going back to education because that's what I know. But you have like when principals leave the classroom. They're great for a couple of years at remembering what it was like, but they eventually mm-hmm. get so far removed yep. from being in the classroom with kids that it becomes an so, issue. And I'm a, I am really think the same thing would happen with reptile. But people. who do we put there? Because if you're the general public thinking of the reptile hobby, you're thinking Jay Brewer. Fuck no. Oh, you're thinking uh, uh, Tyler. Yeah, you're thinking the dumbasses in Florida because they have YouTube <laughs> videos. You're thinking uh, Brian uh, Barcheck because yeah. he's got YouTube. 
And and that's I don't feel that's safe. Or I, I, or then be, you might think, and this isn't a knock on Kabilko because I have great respect respect for Kabilko, but he he's not a guy that owns cobras and stuff, so he probably shouldn't be there for those law. Like that doesn't. Well, it's like Texas Parks and Wildlife. I, like it just made me think about it because like today they advertised that they need a new biologist in the Trans Pecos District because their biologist is moving on to another job within Texas Parks and Wildlife. And I'm reading their, their requirements and, you know, they want you to have a bachelor's degree in biology. They would prefer a master's degree, blah, blah, blah. Then they also have an opening on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Board of Directors. It's an appointed position by the governor. Yep. He can just pick whoever the fuck he wants. Yeah, he can pick a friend. Oh, yeah. There yep. are no requirements. And you go look at the people that are directors. They're like business owners and stuff. Yeah. These are the Sound people that Florida. actually decide. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't decide what the laws are. Because the legislature does that, but they can change a whole lot of rules, just yeah, like yeah, what's happening in Florida. Florida. Yep. And uh, and these are people who know nothing about conservation or wildlife or, you know, some of them might be, you know, big time hunters and things like guys who spend a lot of time outdoors, but they're not <laughs> degreed professionals. But, but you've met some of those guys who do that, who still don't understand conservation. Absolutely. All the time. You know, yeah. I'll kill yeah. that rattlesnake because I got kids. Uh, sorry. Okay, so our, <laughs> our buddy John Grant made a comment and he says, I'll never have hot stuff. I get bit too much. Yep. Yes. And I feel like that is a very. <laughs> I talked him out of valid, buying a mangrove snake a couple weeks valid ago. Valid reason. Because I'm like, John, no. He's like, I think I'm going to go buy that mangrove. No, dude. You're going to get bitten. You're going to send me a picture and your hand's going to be all swollen up. Don't buy it. <laughs> We're going to find out you're allergic to mangroves. Yeah. Yeah, right. Jeez. It's going to be the worst possible scenario. Yeah. But so I, I think. In, in what everyone said, there's a middle ground. Now, do I think we'll get yeah. it? Probably not, because we're in a country no. where middle ground doesn't exist. Exactly. The middle ground is common sense, and we're not using that anymore. Nope. Uh, but I do think, you know, as much as the, we don't need any oversight, we don't need anybody, we do. We do. Mm-hmm. We, we, like, we've, we've given tons of examples already of where there was no oversight and shit has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kid never should have been able to buy a black mamba, right? No. And in Florida, he legally wouldn't have been able to have it. Right. Now, does that mean that everyone in Florida that owns a black mamba or a cobra legally has Ooh. them? No. No. And I get that. People always go, well, just because you make laws doesn't mean that the ones that break them are going to follow them. I get that. I seriously yep. doubt this kid had the permits he was supposed to have in Texas yeah. either. But you, but if you don't do anything. You, you, you literally go to Academy and buy the permit. Yeah. I mean, or Walmart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's not a thousand hours per no. family. It's <laughs> it's can you hand us the cash? And, it's more of a way yeah. for the state to be able to track, mm-hmm. you know, people who have the permit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I I definitely think there needs to be something. Uh, Florida is is the one that has faced the most with this. So y'all are the most experienced with having to dodge all this stuff. Um, and I know you you work with a few different groups, so you've kind of gotten more of a feel of how that goes and. Uh, I know that. What was it? You said? There was a, the one of the last fish well, before the the Lacey X stuff went. There was a fish and wildlife meeting that everybody got upset about. Yes, yes. Yeah. So there were some new regulations that were passed was uh, that were about basically escapes and injury reporting in the state of Florida um, that a lot of people got really upset about. And there was also somewhere in those regulations uh it talked about permit renewals and revocations um so it got a lot of people stirred up because the way it was worded bless you yes sorry Sorry. uh the way it was worded was that over any one violation you could have your permit either denied or revoked so a lot of people got really up in arms about the wording on that 
Um, and rightfully so. That's a scary thing. And Fish and Wildlife did come out and they did say that, you know, they're not going to revoke permits over dirty water dishes, you know, clerical errors with record keeping, things like that. But unfortunately, there's just so much distrust between the industry and Fish and Wildlife that no one really cares to listen or even believes that. And, you know, rightfully so. There's been some shady stuff that's happened. Um, but yeah, so that that's something that a lot of people are really, really worried about. And I mean, shoot, I've had clerical <clears throat> issues with records and, you know, you have a fish and wildlife inspection and you show up and maybe a snake just shit in its water dish. You know, you're going to now be freaking out over that because you're like, great. If this guy doesn't like me, he can revoke my permit over this dirty water dish. So I get it. There needs to be a little bit better wording on that. Um, but that was kind of the big one recently. And then the other one was reporting bites and injuries, which for me as a venomous keeper, nothing really changed, but now people who keep class three wildlife. So like possums, skunks, coons, things like that, small mammals, um, other animals. If someone that is not the owner of that animal comes over as they're considered general public um, and they receive an injury that requires more than basic first aid that has to be reported to fish and wildlife. And that goes all the way up the board to even facilities that have like big cats or bears or things like that. Um, and that's another thing people were really upset about is fish and wildlife considers volunteers at these facilities to be the general public. And I don't have much experience working cats, but from what I understand, it's not abnormal to get a scratch, you know, here and there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are now really <clears throat> concerned that they're going to be getting violations for these injuries that are taking place that they're being forced to report, or there's going to be people who aren't reporting these injuries. And now you're, there are concerns over, okay, what if someone seriously gets injured, but they don't want to lose their animals. So they're not seeking proper treatment. They're trying to bandage it up themselves. Uh, so there's just kind of a lot of a uh, lot of chaos going on right now. A lot of concerns that I'm not trying to, you know, invalidate or anything like that. I think people may be getting a little bit worked up in arms. Um, you know, the way I see it, you follow the rules and you have a good relationship with your investigators. Usually things go pretty well. Knock on wood. I've never run into any issues. I hope that never happens. Um, but, you know, there are, I'm hoping that since this stuff is getting passed and there's not much that we can do about it, it does at least weed out some of the bad ones. Yeah. You know, who mm -hmm. knows? We'll see. Yeah. And that's where I, like I said, I think the permit system is good. Again, I go back to the ones saying they should be allowed to do whatever they want on their own property to mm -hmm. an extent. But again, you get bit by something and say you die from it at your house and that thing got out. Yeah. It's no longer your problem. It's somebody else's problem. So, yeah. and you probably shouldn't have owned it because you didn't have the experience or respect for whatever you owned at that point. In a lot of, in a lot of situations, cause I've seen how easy it is for someone to go buy their first venomous snake and not have to worry about permits and they just go get it. So I like the idea of a permit system and I like the idea of a permit system for crocodilians. There's a mm -hmm. lot of folks that go by, mm -hmm. you hear like on NPR, oh, they talk about up in like up in uh it was a Hamburg where you can just, yeah, go buy a fucking alligator. Well, look, yeah. look at the Critchlow. Uh, oh yeah, the alligator sanctuary. alligator sanctuary. It's full of rescued alligators. That, yeah, Jeez. in Michigan, is that where they're at? Yeah, it's in Michigan. Yeah. Full of rescued alligators from up there, up north. Because where, it's perfectly legal to have one there. Where northerners like, we should get an alligator. What the fuck do you? Mean? So yeah, that's that probably needs a permit. But my problem is, uh, eventually one day I hope to own enough land that I think I could probably respectfully own an alligator, 
but yep. I can't because we don't have a permit for me to do it. Right. You should get a knock crocodile. But yeah, but I can get a knock crocodile. Like but I, want, but I want the puppy dog. I want the alligator. Yeah. I don't want to get yeah. eaten. Fuck yeah. no. I'm getting an... I'll, I'll get You're something. You're not getting an al crocodile. No, I, I don't want to your ass that. I don't want an al crocodile. Just get a Siamese. They're super calm. <laughs> so Darren asked... Uh, I mentioned I'm okay with permits. How do I feel about expe- inspections? I think people Ooh. freak out about inspections well, probably more than they should. When they just show up behind you in your driveway. That's not an inspection. That was... Me that getting. was scary, is what that was. I didn't know what but, the hell was going but on. But they, the wildlife fishers came into my house, looked at all my stuff. I showed them everything. All my stuff was in in order, and I didn't get in trouble for anything in my house. No. Right? I got in trouble for selling a carpet python in Louisiana, which was the dumbest fucking thing. But, uh, so inspections I'm okay with. The problem is... You weren't even home when they got there. The problem is, I guess, the inspectors need to be educated. And I guess... Oh yeah. Maybe, oh yeah. Maybe in Florida there's probably a handful that are a little more just because it's more it's more common there, but I'm sure there's still a ton that you can show them any snake and tell them what it and tell them anything and they still don't know what they're looking at. I mean, yeah. you can show them all python and tell them it's a corn snake. So. Yeah, that is unfortunately the case and I hate it. Um I I love a lot of the officers that I know. Um they're all really great guys, but yeah, no when it comes to the captive wildlife stuff, there's just so much shit that people are keeping here in Florida that they're not going to just be able to look at and identify. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely a problem. And I would love to see more people from this side of the industry, maybe pursue careers with fish and wildlife to get some more captive minded people in the agency, maybe make a difference. Well, but see, you know, that's where I think the, the industry could benefit by partnering with them and you could help mm-hmm. educate some of these people that have these larger mm-hmm. collections that are doing things properly bring them in and every yep. every year you bring them in for a weekend or whatever to show them stuff and go through yep. species and explain i would when they came into to mine and look at everything like i said i showed these are samboas and as soon as they heard boa they go those are boa constrictors i'm like no they're samboas <laughs> they mm-hmm. get like a foot and a half long they're not a boa but then that point i was like but that is a boa constrictor <laughs> and uh it, they just need that. The problem is you're going to have people in this hobby who think just, just like the internet, they think they do know what's right. And then they'll like all volunteer to help. And we as a hobby don't want that person to be the mouthpiece for us and help educate people because mm-hmm. that is not going to help us. Correct. So that's where we get back to infighting on who should be allowed to do what. Yep. Yep. That's a, it's a tough thing to tackle. Cause I mean, I, I love us arc. I think us arc does great stuff. <laughs> the Florida, chapter which is technically a separate entity you know they come from a good place they are trying to stand up for the industry in florida which is great i sometimes have concerns about who's in charge and who's running this stuff i also have bigger concerns on who decides you know like because there we've got technical advisory groups for the state of florida where we have i guess people from us arc florida and fwc coming together and talking about regulations and things um but I, you know, the last meeting that I watched when all those regulations got passed, the chairman for Florida Fish and Wildlife basically said, if the needle doesn't start moving forward at these tag meetings, that the agency's just going to start making decisions on their own. So to me, that sounds an awful lot like the guys representing the industry in Florida are not wanting to budge on anything. And it's, you know, we want it our way and that's it. And unfortunately, it's all a political game. You got to work with people and you got to 
find middle ground. So it's just, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's hard to decide who should be representing us and who makes the decision of who's representing us. It's a mess. So, uh, Darren Watson asked what level of education is required for fish and wildlife. I, I know in Texas, they have to have a bachelor's degree, but it doesn't, but it's, it's it could be in anything. It doesn't have to be, it could be underwater basket reading. Yeah. And even if it is a biology degree, it could have been a microbiology. Right. Degree. It doesn't yeah. have to, and they don't have to have extensive knowledge of the wildlife they would be enforcing laws right. on. Not at all. So that's, that's for LE, not like a biologist position. Correct. So I'll tell y'all right now, going into LE with Florida fish and wildlife, you have to be at least 18 years old, high school degree and no criminal record is the minimum qualification. Oh, really? Wow. Well, yeah. and, and even if you go to the biologist, even in Louisiana, you have to have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. So I, I Interesting. Applied for all, but even for a biologist position, dude, if Alabama it, makes you have a bachelor's degree in Florida, doesn't <laughs> I'm about to look the, the biologist what? position doesn't have to fully understand reptiles. Like they don't, the, granted they will have a state, will have a state herpetologist. Like in Louisiana, we had a state herpetologist and it was one dude and we all knew who he was until he sat down and someone else took his position, mm-hmm. but he's the one dude. He's not the one dude coming to your house and he's not, Every other biologist in the state is not trained like him. They they don't know ball python, retics, Burmese, Angolan pythons, but like they don't know that stuff. Um, and so that's another that's a it's that area where like, yes they could be educated, but they're probably not going to be educated in the area we need them to be educated. Yeah, all Alabama is high school diploma, good physical condition, qualified yep. to be a law enforcement officer. Yeah, in Alabama, which probably means a pulse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I would never do wildlife fisheries law enforcement because no. almost every, almost everybody you come upon has a gun. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Fuck but that. it's extremely exceedingly rare it's, for it's, game wardens to be shot. Yeah, I mean we have lost a couple here in Texas. We uh, Justin Hurst mm-hmm. two years ago was shot by a guy who was uh, right, right down the road here who was night hunting and uh, got no pursuit and ended up he had a um, a mini fourteen. Ooh. And uh, they executed him like, uh, about two years ago. And uh, before that, it had been like 20 years. Really? The Texas game warden had been. We've lost several yeah. to drowning and a couple yeah. to you know, car accidents and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's very rare for a game warden to get shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, the couple of ride-alongs I've been on here in Florida, golly, it's a lot of fun. Oh, <laughs> I bet, man. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I don't know if you know. I was a, I'm sure you've heard me say it. I was a police officer for a number of mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my favorite thing I did in all law enforcement was when I got to do Marine Patrol at the Sheriff's Office. And we had to nice. go out there and stop boats. And yeah. uh, that stuff was a blast. Yeah. But that, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a, that was a reserve position. So even when I went out and did it as a full-time deputy, I didn't get paid for it. Oh, so, man. <laughs> Victor said Cody should be one of the can- – I, I agree. I Cody, agree. Cody would be a great person to have there because he has the right experience mm-hmm. and yes. the right mindset. For what is needed. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I would definitely agree with that. Like I said, and for anybody that's never been to their facility, it's it's hard to explain because you pull up to it and it's just like a house in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then you go into it and it's better than any zoo you've been in. Ari Flagle oh, would be yeah. a good one too. Ari Flagle. Yeah. Ari Flagle would be a good one. Yeah. Um and, and look and and um Phil, Phil Goss is great at, at the Oh yes, he's, absolutely. He's definitely I'm glad he is the voice. And the face that Ryan McVeigh, <laughs> Ryan McVeigh would be. A oh good yeah, one. yeah. Um, but it's got to be. It can't be. It can't be people that are are purely making money off the hobby. Right. That's not. That's not going to help us. 
you know, it's fine if you have a big time breeder there who's there to help with some of that legislation, but it needs to be folks that understand a little of all of it. Yeah. And, and uh, especially when it comes to venomous, Cody fully understands because Cody is, he hates that guy that goes into a show and just buys a Cobra and then right. walks out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He will. And he's not shy about lighting them up either. He yeah. will Good. speak his opinion, speak his opinion for sure. I say that he's person's very, life. He's yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. He's very entertaining on Facebook. He's gotten a lot more uh, laid back in his old age, but. but, but I know several people that have also gone to Cody and that's where they've gotten their hours. And, yep. and, and he's a great person to learn from. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. And I will say for anyone who's watching or listening who hasn't been to RPI and you want to, uh, the Thursday before Daytona, if anyone's coming to Florida for that show, uh, they are doing an event at RPI. You can buy your tickets ahead of time. It's called Reptile Preservation Party. Going to be super cool. Beer, food, special talks, tour of the facility. Like y'all have said, the facility is amazing. It's been growing constantly. Uh, there are outdoor crocodilian yeah. exhibits now. They were in a tub in last building. time I was there. I, I Yeah. Oh. It's incredible. So if anyone's interested in going, now's a really good opportunity. And then hang out in the Montane room if you're a fat person oh. like me. Because yes. it's like 60 degrees in there. And it's fucking amazing. Beautifully. beautifully that cool room. That oh, my. That that room is why I have such an expensive fucking taste in venomous reptiles. <laughs> but the great thing is they're all small snakes. So you can have a lot. of Exactly. Them. Exactly. But that yeah. that is a that's a, a fat guy during the summer. That's that's the room to go hang out when you go there. Like, oh, yeah. no, I just really love these little tiny vipers. I got to. It's going to take me a while to look at these oh, guys. Vipers from way up in the mountains. So yeah. they, they like yep, it cold. Exactly. And, and it is cold in there. It feels great. Very cold. It's awesome. But, and I've said it before, like I said, the, those, I've never, there's never been a snake that I think has impressed me more than those black mambas. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they're massive. Nothing like it. Yeah. What is the, is that a, is it like a hypo death adder? Yes. Yeah. The that, Dijara, it's Oh a my hypo. God. That thing is fucking amazing looking. It is red and tan and it, oh, it looks amazing. That sounds cool over here yeah. how, how much time? A, i don't know what's going like i got like a tickle in my throat or something shut up don't say a damn word either <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say <laughs> shit <laughs> i didn't screw you guys i didn't I'd say, say i'm going home but i'm already here some good sweet tea i didn't say <laughs> shit is that what you're <laughs> drinking too tea no it's died dr river no. i haven't had any other caffeine today oof i'm doing i'm doing good I've been drinking like 120 ounces of water every day, and nice. I haven't been eating after eight o'clock, and my sugar's actually where it's supposed to be. And I didn't eat after eight o'clock yesterday. I mean, I only ate half a pint of ice cream. I was, was my super dinner. impressed that you only ate half the pint. You didn't finish off the pint because self control. Because it was. I I may have diabetes now, and I've started to realize when I eat too many sweets and I eat a lot of shit, I feel like shit. So. Which is why I ate before the podcast tonight. I'm trying to cut back on eating. It's actually really nice to I, sit here I and may, not be hungry. I may have eaten all. <laughs> yeah, I, bet. I may have gone to Cece's the other day, stuffed my face, and then got a milkshake <laughs> on the way home from Dairy Queen. And then you and then had like a headache garbage. and felt like shit the rest of the night. Uh huh. Sounds I, about right. But I would mm. still do it again because it sounds like, really good for your pancreas. Yeah. Kidneys. I had a piece mm. of pecan. He came, he came by the house earlier, by piece the way. Of pecan pie. My friend who just had to have. Oh, did he start dialysis last week? How's he? Mm. Well, he lost 20 pounds in a day and a half when they started doing dialysis because they took all that fluid off of him that it was building up. Oh. Yeah. This guy's normally 175 pounds. He's like 40? 41. When he went to the hospital two weeks ago, a week ago and a half ago, he was 199.6 pounds. Yeah. I, I In the last year, I know. I, I guess because I'm getting older and all the people I know are getting older, I'm, more, I'm now reaching an age where when 
when someone says they're sick, I'm like, go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go, just, yeah. You know, we, we yep. talked about before we lost, we lost our sister-in-law this year and she had a headache. And if she had gone, maybe when she first had the headache. Well, it started who on goes a, to the doctor for a headache. Here's yeah. the thing though. It started yeah, yeah, on yeah. a Friday. I'd be at the doctor five days a week. And Sunday <laughs> night when it got yeah. to the point where like she was she running was a fever and was nauseous, they were going to go Monday morning and everything happened between Sunday night and Monday morning. Well, that's this person that I'm talking about. His father-in-law passed away a week before he went in the hospital with kidney issues from the same thing, from a yeah. brain bleed. Jeez. And, uh, well, it was, it was gallstones that got septic because he didn't go to the doctor mm. and uh. activated his Guillain-Barre syndrome that they think was from his COVID vaccine <laughs> Oh boy! and caused a brain bleed. Now he was 75 years old. So, you know, he also had other risk factors, but yeah. um, yes. but I have if, a 30, 32 year old friend right now who can't feel her legs from Guillain-Barre syndrome Jeez. that they directly relinked to the Pfizer vaccine. I don't know how they do that. But they said they did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she just woke up one morning and can't feel her legs. She well, can still move them. She can't feel them. Jeez. Well, that yeah. was like my, my back hurt and I took three weeks of not going to the doctor because my back hurt. Even though every single person in his life right. that he told. Had Katie been here, he'd have been he at the doctor. He had told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rachel even offered to go with him since I, I wasn't here I'll, and he wouldn't I'll, go without me. I walked into the chiropractor. He could see I was in pain. He was, oh, man. And then my wife's like, Katie goes. Yeah, it's been three weeks. He goes, oh, I don't feel bad for you now. Fuck that. He was <laughs> like, he said, if you would have come in the first or second day, this would not be this bad. Yep. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, who else? But look, I can sit here life? at the podcast and not cry. I yeah. went on day two and my neck messed up a few weeks ago. And oh. it hurt like a son of a bitch yeah. when he was adjusting it those first two or three days. But, but man, it did. Does it's, it, it I always away. thought I, I thought, thought his of, soul left his body at one point on the chiropractor well, table. The first time, so the first time we went, we go to leave. Katie's was like, scary Katie's shit, like, man. was that scary? I was like, yeah. She goes, you think it's going to be scary next time? It's going to be scary every time. Well, every time he leans on me done, and my back I've cracks. Never, yeah. I have a massage therapist that I go to once a month. Does he, does he do your neck? No. Oh. He, yeah, he's only done the back. Yeah, wait till you get your neck popped when he uh-huh. just like grabs it. One, and of, goes like one this, of them has and that did scare bow, me. Wow, and you're like, I just saw stars for a second. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. how does lightning happen inside my head? <laughs> right. That's, it's insane. Oh but I've, I've always I've always thought of chiropractors as like a used car salesman of medicine, mm-hmm. and I was like, that doctors do too, unfortunately. <laughs> but but none of that shit works. Yeah, you just you you have to. The, they're, I, I they're, found the folks that go they go one time they go it didn't fix it. You can't go can't one time. Well, like when we got there, he told us James was going to have to go like four or five days in a row, once or twice a day. And I didn't. And I'm like, you know what? We have the money on our medical card and it covers chiropractic care. I was like, we're doing it. I'm like, we're doing it because I cannot. I, I w- he wasn't driving. I could, like I, I was sit. having to drive every yeah. I, I married oh, him. I so either, I didn't have to drive. I was either standing or laying horizontal for three weeks. I met him and Sam at the school to look for those cages that yeah. day. Oh, that was uh, horrible. And he got out of the truck and it took him like five minutes to yes. unfold himself in the truck. Yeah. I thought he was going to fall in the parking lot when we went to lunch that day. And after that, I was like, no. I was like, we are going tomorrow mm-hmm. to the chiropractor. So, lesson yours. Go Listen to, to your wife. That's yeah, the lesson. That's not the lesson. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm going to be cool if like uh, people around me quit dying. Well, because <laughs> it's been like. I don't have any plans for it. It's been it, like six so. people in the last yeah. month and a half. <laughs> and that's not even counting. Yeah. Um, Kayla. Yeah. yeah. That was a little kind bit of outside rough. of this time. But yeah, I, I'm going to be, you know, 
Let's, yeah. let's just let's pump the brakes smell on that. Of, let's smell it out here. As long as my minute. pancreas can give me a fucking break, I should be all right. Well, now that yeah. you're eating better, it's gonna do better. Fucking pancreas. <laughs> Anyways, we uh, went off on a tangent, y'all. Go to the doctors. <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don't be a hard head. <laughs> so I want to talk about some of the things that I saw this week and last day. Any things he saw on on social media or YouTube? But I did. See, I watched uh, Jason's Exotic Reptiles did a a side by side by side by side betting cha- uh, cha- uh, comparison what? for all the cocoa bettings. What did you just it was, say? It was four side by sides. Okay. <laughs> it was a four Good. by by side. Uh, but he did Reptichip, and he did uh, what was it Cocoa Blocks? Um, he did Pro Cocoa, and then some other random one that he now sells. Is which, this? I was about to say this is like a reptile guy. Yeah. Okay. So there is someone else on YouTube. I'm gonna have to text your dad and find out who it is. And this guy like spends months on a project but he will take something like spray paint and he will do an experiment at his house that is like a six month to a year experiment and then he like puts it all all the information out there for everybody to fund well this one was interesting so he he compared several things and and some of the complaints he had i've heard from other people and i don't understand why they're complaints and maybe y'all can help me figure this out one i've never been a fan of cocoa blocks one i don't like freedom reader but two they're giant fucking chunks and i can't imagine my snake wants to lay on giant like i get that some people think oh i love these giant chunks of cocoa but i'm like that's only because it seems easier for you to clean Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem comfortable for the animal to lay on. So I'm not a fan of that. And then a reason why he didn't like, and I've heard this from other people, the reason he didn't like uh, Reptichip that much is there are a lot of fibers. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the good part. That makes it easier for them to dig in and lay on and it's softer. And I didn't understand that negative. I didn't understand how that was a negative to me. That it was softer? Well, that it had all these stringy fibers that come from being cocoa. Yep. And then I didn't have these giant square chunks of cocoa. Okay. So I watched that. He likes this. Uh, the one that he chose most was one that uh, he now carries and sells. But it was some like off-brand one I'd never heard of. And it looked good. It looked fine. He was not a fan. He's been using the Pro Cocoa and uh, – not Pro Cocoa, the Cocoa Blocks. Uh, but it like expands less than the rest of them because it's these giant chunks. It doesn't have – they can't fit as much in there. And then he hated the uh, Pro Coco, which I've never used. But like I did see him like when he first sprayed it, it just did not expand. I, I got some when I first started out at a show, and I threw it away. That's that's what he said. Oh, I don't wow. even want to use this. He's because like, he had these four tubs of cocoa bedding, and that was the one. He's like, I'm I'm not using this. I'm just yeah, gonna throw it out. I didn't like it. Um, one of the complaints I've heard people talk about is they every now and then you find like shreds of little plastic in these bags. But mm-hmm. I've talked to JT about this, and it's because they pile all this cocoa in these sacks these big uh plastic sacks and that's how they carry it from one place to the other and every now and then little threads fall off and you find it in all of them. not gonna hurt anything all of them have it you just pick it out if you want to pick it out it's fine yeah one of the other brands i have a friend who found a piece of glass in his twice oh shit not repped chip but i'm i'm a rep chip supporter for a couple reasons one i love uh oh darren wants to yeah he does he says the the fibers get caught in the snake's mouth which I guess, but if your snake is healthy, that's not a problem. Mm-mm. I was about to say, why would your snake's mouth? When open? it's when they feed and like they strike and they'll get a whole some. But a, a healthy snake should pass any of that or or get that out of its mouth. That shouldn't be a problem for a healthy snake. Yeah, they get bet. shit in their mouths in the wild. Yeah, it's fine. And that, that's only a problem for a sick snake, dehydrated snake. That that's where those things start to become issues. Yeah, their stomach breaks down teeth and bones. Yeah, yep. it can break down a piece of coconut fiber. Yeah, yep. or at least shit it out. 
Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, so that, but again, the fiber, that's one of the things I like about it. It's, it's very soft and it's more, it's closer to like having soil without having to use soil and dirt. Mm-hmm. Miller Radovich says he found a three fourths nut all rusted up inside of an off brand. Jeez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not a small nut. Just, just imagine you're putting it in, you're putting it in the tub and all you clunk. Like, what the fuck I mean, was yeah, that? that one's going to make a noise for sure. But I, again, I like Reptile Chip because of the way it is, but I also love it because of the business. I love I, that, that we refer to everything but Reptile Chip as an off brand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty fabulous. Well, the, the amazing thing is, I think the general public would think Reptile Chip is a big business. Like, it's a huge business, but it's it's not. It's a, it's a small business. Yeah. So, if you want to support a small business, it's owner, JT and like five other people. Yeah. And for anybody that's never met JT, you're never going to meet a nicer human being that's on fact. earth. Does he own real shoes? Let's just, it's like genuine, genuine. He probably question. owns all pair of boots. Or long and they're pants. probably the ones he wore in like Afghanistan. So that's probably the only boots he owns. That may be why he wears flip flops all the time now. Because he never wore them. It's probably why he wears shorts and flip flops and a t shirt because he doesn't have to dress like he's in Afghanistan anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That could very well be it. But for anybody that's never met him, him, JT so is a gentle giant. He's like, I would, I'm 6'5, so he's probably 6'6. Six, six. He could get ungentle if he has to. I was going to yeah. say. He could have you on the ground in yes, 0.2 seconds. I, I, I'm glad he's on my side if I need him right. for anything. Like this. Oh, I'm staying it. on his good side in case I need him He would be another one that would be great on a <clears throat> regulatory on a, board. Yes. Yes, he would be. <clears throat> What's crazy is you see him. He's this huge guy, and he's so soft-spoken. Yes. But and I don't think people understand how much – and I'm not, I'm not saying the other companies haven't done this much, but how much research and time he spent into what he sells you as a product. Oh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like or he, how much he you, listens to his customers. If you get him talking right. about Reptichip, it's awesome. Man, he goes into detail on like where it comes from and I love the people it. that farm it and how they get right. it, every little thing. And like JT or John John Grant, the other JT in the chat says, there's so many different types of Reptichip now. Like I've used the baby stuff for mm-hmm. some of like my uh, my rubber boas because it's smaller um, and it's a little it's like little tiny tiny cubes and it's easier for them to dig through. Mm. Um, but yes, when, so I saw that video and I, and I knew where it was going to go because I I, I kind of knew who the guy supported prior to the video. So I was like, he's probably going to support those two, even though he's going to try and stay, say he's going to be whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's why I don't watch reptile YouTube. <laughs> but uh, I, I support I support Reptiship because not only because it's a great product and a great person owns it, but JT also supports the hobby, which again is why he would be a great one to help push for things in the hobby. So. I watched that on YouTube. I thought I'd mention that. I posted a video from US Arc uh, that Garrett Hartle did about the, small, the victory we had. He, they posted a, on their uh, US Arc YouTube. If y'all haven't subscribed to it, go subscribe to the US Arc YouTube. Um, and like I said before, it's important to do that kind of stuff so they have those numbers to show when they go to these meetings. They go, look, this is our hobby. This is how many people support US Arc, and they can kind of get an idea of how big the hobby is. So go do that. What have you seen on Facebook lately? Any, any fun stuff on Facebook lately, Robert? I read a couple of them earlier. Um, Derek, have you seen anything that's made you just go I got either good or bad? A pharmacist recommended I use meat tenderizer, made into a paste to pull out bee venom. In an emergency, would this help on a snake bite? Um, <laughs> that's right. so meat tenderizer or a uh, taste? Hold on, I'm getting. Oh, okay, my bad. Doctor Green just responded. No. <laughs> perfect um and then someone in the same like these are like po- like two one post after the other in national snake bite sport 
Question. We frequently go prospecting in the Arizona desert, miles from cell service and hospitals. We were told that a low-voltage taser would neutralize rattlesnake venom. Is there any merit to using one? Well, Take a video. There's no such thing as a low-voltage taser. Take that, a video, or it, does, right. it doesn't happen. I need a video. Right. Of then, the you know, we could sell it and pay for your treatment. Yeah. Um, it, I think Dr. Green said, no, and not only will you have a rattlesnake bite, you'll also have a taser burn. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You may mm-hmm. pass out in the desert from the yeah. taser and then just and die then from die. a rattlesnake bite. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, one video that just got posted, for anybody that watches, I, I watch Snake Discovery because it's me and then every other 10-year-old on Earth. Uh, <laughs> but they, they did a, a cage build last year, which was really fun to watch. It was several YouTubers that came there. Several YouTubers that I actually like. It wasn't some of the ones that we can't stand. Uh, and they did a cage build. And I think Garrett Hartle won with an amazing, like, rat snake themed one. He did, like, a barn. Nice. I have one. Well, Go ahead. But he did, like, a, a really cool barn setup inside there. And it was made for a rat snake. So it would climb up stuff. But uh, they're doing it again. And the first part of that build off actually just dropped four minutes ago. So anybody that is listening can go over to Snake nice. and watch the new build, which is really cool to watch them do these big, elaborate uh, builds and then judge them and all. So, speaking of betting, has anybody heard of air light betting? Oh my God. Is that the. It is shredded pieces <laughs> of cardboard. It's fucking car- Like, it's got <laughs> printed stuff and written stuff on it. It's- yeah. And they're it's like, so oh, it's, like it's cornstarch based ink. No, it's not. It's, it's dumpster- written in Chinese. Dumpster dived and found cardboard. <laughs> yeah. And literally, they're selling it for three, thirteen dollars $13 a bag. Wow. Um, and he's like, it's super absorbent. It's great for rats, snakes, horses, chickens, hamsters. Everyone needs to be using this. Is what this girl's, and then she's like, "I'm not. I don't. I, I don't work for them." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. no, yeah, you do. And I mean, she was yeah, like arguing. Th- she's right. She doesn't work for them because it's not an I actual mean, fucking business. Uh, my friend Reed <laughs> Reed McClure, you know, who's a, a biologist and herpetologist, and you know, knows his shit. Um, got into a debate with her about it, and she was like, "Oh, it 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 wicks all of the urine to the bottom of the tub." Yeah, so all the ammonia can gather in one place. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's literally. I'll send you a screenshot, Derek. It is. It it is chunks of cardboard, <laughs> and it, like you can see the writing and the hilarious. printing on. Like it's straight up dumpster dived and then cut cardboard boxes into little tiny squares. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you go to their website and it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> fucking cracks me up. Yeah. There was something that I saw on Facebook, and I'm currently scrolling through Facebook to see if I can find it. Because I wanted to talk about it. Oh, tonight. the guy who posted my West African African Gaboon Viper, Hannibal. And it's a rhino viper. I saw that one. Everybody's yeah. like, that's a rhino. <laughs> what was the girlfriend? And then he wanted to argue with them. Because, oh, Boy. no, it's East African. And it was. I think it was that one was the one where the girlfriend ordered him. Ordered it for him. From one of the places. From underground reptiles. From underground. Mm-hmm. As a gaboon. As a gaboon. And it's most. It's, now, it is the butt fucking ugliest rhino, rhino viper, viper I've ever seen. Because oh. <laughs> I didn't have to look at it and go, well, maybe it is. No, it's not. It's just fucking ugly. There's no color to it whatsoever. I remember what it was. But I'm like, that. I, could you. I guess that's what happens when. It's like when you order a gaboon viper off Wish. But I don't. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I just. That's. That, again, that should be regulated. Yep. The random person probably should not have been able to order a gaboon viper. Off the internet from underground. Yeah. Also, you know, be wary of uh, who you get your animals from. Not yeah. not getting anything against underground, but uh, yes, yeah, you are. That's one hundred percent against. Yeah. Underground. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's 100%. Yeah, yeah. I found the video. <laughs> oh, is the that's in our group? It's in a, it's in the reptile. I couldn't remember because Nathan and I are friends outside of the group, and so sometimes he'll post stuff on his page that he doesn't put in the group, and so I'll go and like share it in the group. But 
this was in the group, which is why I couldn't find it a minute ago. Well, they're making omelets with little baby alligators. This gives me anxiety to watch this video, first of all. Like, I, I'm, yeah, I, I can't. This, I guess it's a woman. It, I don't it actually it, know. It looks like some she sort is. of uh, crocodile farm in, like, Indonesia or somewhere in Asia. The eggs have... What did you say? We're pipped? They, they've pipped. You can see little holes on top of them. This oh, person yeah. is picking them up cr- literally like you would crack an egg Against for the side a of cake the tub. on the side of the tub that they're in, popping off the top and squeezing out this baby. Well, she's got scissors in Cracking them using scissors. No, no, no. no. She doesn't oh, start that until like the after the first four. So the she, first four, she is literally knocking on the side of the container. And you see the little the little crocodilian just hit the water like what the with that said as rough as that seems it obviously works because it's a place that farms crocodilians you would imagine so it's money to them so usually that stuff but you do want to be like he posted it two days ago and it says is it me or does is is this just not how it is done cracking eggs and dropping them into shallow water babies look healthy though what's your opinion it looks like she's about to make an omelet every time she's just like tap tap it is stressing me out is what it is like i cannot it it is rough cannot handle it Oh. Way to be brought into the world. God. Oh, well, like, and our daughter watched it with me the first time, and she's like, "She just banged that egg on the side of the container like it was nothing." Like, so there's a lot of them where she takes her scissors <clears throat> and she like knocks the egg and then pops off the end. And I'm like, "Okay, you're cracking the egg." But that it's the way. knocking the egg part but that I don't she believe. She bangs it on the side of the container to legit crack it. Mm. Mm, well, the other thing is, like, if you've ever. They're not hard egg. It's not like a chicken egg. Yeah, not, exactly. They don't they don't crack like a chicken egg. They're leathery. Stresses. See, John Grant shouldn't talk shit. Out. Ledmusty has just had a grand slam. Oh, Lord. I figured it was something baseball because you were looking at your phone and then you just had this. There was another post in our group that was really interesting. Uh, they found on uh, on Sanibel Beach a half hawksbill, half loggerhead turtle. Yeah, I saw that. They found a hybrid <laughs> sea turtle. That's pretty that's, freaking cool. That's so Florida. Oh, yeah. I'm glad yeah. that you said the sea turtle. Oh, who was it that shared that? Galveston just had the. Uh, I don't. I didn't even read the story. It just said the rare one of the more rare turtles. So there's the a sea turtle. I don't. I don't. I don't think it was in Texas, but when it hatched, the group noticed as it was moving to the water that the bottom half of the turtle was albino. Oh, I saw hmm. that little baby. And the flippers white. were not developed properly. Yes. Yeah. I don't They remember. called it albino, but it's pied. It's pied. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I saw that on something. I, I did I, see that somebody, too. Somebody, yeah, it's not in our group though. Uh, but the video that Robert shared of like the tortoise backing up to the it's water so hose. using the water hose to scratch its back. It's yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Ours do that. Uh, so I made a... I love, and I, if anybody realizes, I, I like making memes, but I love when I make a meme and then I realize it gets shared on like five million different groups. I made one making fun of ball pythons. Yes, you did. And oh, uh, I saw that one. Yeah, it's it's six different pythons and they're all just like different species of python and I just have them all as a the ball python. You have yeah. it, was nor- a, it was a Kim's Ridley sea turtle that laid eggs in Galveston. Oh, that's cool. Which is the most endangered apparently. Mm-hmm. Nice. So they dug them up and they're incubating them at cool. the sea turtle center there. Cool. But yeah, on here I have, I have a normal ball python, and then I have a fat ball python, which is just a blood python. I have a bumpy ball python, which is an Angolan python, which Angolan python people hate when you call it a ball python. I have the jumbo ball python, which is a Burmese ball python, or a Burmese python. Uh, I have a tree ball python, 
which is a green tree. <laughs> and then I have a venomous ball python, which is a Gaboon Viper. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. When he sent that to us, I was like, you have, you definitely need to share that one. Yes. That's amazing. Because to anybody like not in the hot, when they go, look at all these ball pythons when they walk into a reptile show. And that's why I've, look, I have you walk up to me before when I had boas on the table, go, are these retics? Go the fuck away. I just need to just go. <laughs> we had a slow week on our, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff that posted this week. It was a slow week. Everybody's just exhausted by the world right now. No people that have children have children going like, back to school. I don't even yeah. want, like when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I just don't even want to fucking do, any, I don't want to leave the house. I'm just tired of the world. Uh-huh. And it seems like everybody's at that point. We're just all exhausted with everything. Did y'all see the painting of the uh, that Travis posted of the snapping turtle? Turtle, yeah. if it was also part beetle, yeah, it had like wings. Just imagine a hundred pound snapping turtle like a fly. Fucking horrifying. See, hard you county herbs. So you know what meme I find? They're not I, even on Facebook. I, I made a I made a <laughs> meme years ago, and I still find it pop up every now and then. It's the one where it says, uh, "It's like me shopping at a." At a herp, at a reptile show or whatever, but it's like the line comes in and then it just goes up and down each aisle back and forth all over the place. Oh yeah, I, I made I made that years ago about. and everything that pops up. I'm like, hey, I made that. That was before you started like putting a logo on the bottom yes, of the. Yes, so I could be like, hey, that's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, uh, oh, one other thing I wanted to start doing. So I'm gonna try and to randomly just go find uh cool reptiles, like one cool reptile each week on Morph Market, just because there's some cool things on there. If you if you ever get bored. Don't just go to the same page. Like some people, if you're a ball python person, just go to ball pythons. Go to like the other python, not not like carpet, but like literally the other python other or python. other lizard or other boa. Yeah. And check out some of that stuff because there's some really cool stuff there. But uh, I figured I would do this one since since they're our sponsor this this month for our giveaway. I went and checked out Colossal Constrictors on Morph Market, which you can. And they have this amazing looking Hypo Jungle Het VPI boa uh, with this great stripe and super clean body. Um, of course, it's VPI albino, albino, so it doesn't do me any fucking good because that happens every time. I'm like, oh, this is going to be an amazing hypo, yada, yada, and then it's VPI and not call. And I'm like, I can't. I can't uh. use that. But speaking of call, and I haven't finished listening to it, uh, Justin and <coughs> why did my brain just wheel blank? Sna- no, Snakes and Stogies. Uh, oh, uh, Phil? Phil. Justin yeah. and Phil, they had Peter Call on and – I've only Tim listened, Morris. Yeah, and Tim Morris. I've only listened to the first half, and the Peter Call stories are fucking insane. I bet. It's I all like, he's one. like, yeah, I tore up lots of hotel rooms. And it's just stories <laughs> like shit he did in hotel rooms and, <laughs> and shit he did while he was drunk. And then they talk about how, like, he went and spent 25 grand on the first albino boa. And well, he goes, he goes, flies over to look at it. They're supposedly had three males. He sees two males, one that's blind, one with swollen hemipenes, and they don't have the third one there. And he goes, well, I don't want these. He goes, I want the third one. And the guy's like, yeah, it's it's somewhere else. I'd have to go get it. And he goes, all right. And he took his bag of 25 grand. I was like, I'm gone. And he goes, wait, wait, wait. Well, I'll go get it. And so they went and got it. And then nice. he just mails it back over to Maryland where Tracy Barker was at the time. And and doesn't like call Tracy afterwards to check on it. And Tracy's like, you didn't call to check on this? And he's like, well, because how is it? She goes, it's fine. <laughs> but it's a 25 grand <laughs> boa. They just oh, knows the good hands with Tracy. Fine. Yes. Insane. Yeah. Oh man. How funny. Or like uh he talks about how he got the first pies. He got them from Tracy. Like uh they were hers on loan from oh, what is the 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 ball python guy out of Africa that's got a big name. He's the oh, boy. he was a big exporter. Noah? 
I'm not sure. Anyways, they were on loan from them, and, they, and then he wanted to sell them, and they were Tracy's, and Tracy ended up like, no, you can have them. So that's how he ended up with those. He, he bought those. Uh, he talks about it's just it's interesting stories about some of these first snakes that now are super common that mm-hmm. he got or like uh, <laughs> uh, so the sharp albino which mm-hmm. Brian Sharp bought uh, albino boa and he had a het from uh, Peter a het albino and he brought them together and nothing fucking happened and that's how they realized that sharp is not the same thing as as Colin he's like fuck it's like I bred this together and I got nothing well, he got normals got all normals yeah. That we're now ahead for both. Yeah, so Victor says, so yeah, it was, it was Noah. But, nice. yeah, so some of the stories, like, I'm only halfway through it, and I'm like, these are crazy stories. And like, most of them are Peter Call being drunk. That's how most of them went. Fantastic. So, I would definitely go over and give that a listen if you want to hear some of the older stories. Some of the older stories are from those guys. are. Oh, uh, they're incredible. So entertaining. Yeah, because Peter Call was definitely one of those ones that when we talked about before, like the guys that were rock stars in the hot... Yeah, he mm-hmm. it was him. He was one of those guys. But he also talks in there about uh, inclusion body disorder, how they first got that, and how like he he basically he had he killed a bunch of really expensive snakes because he tried to get IBD out of the out of his collection, and he did. But uh, sucks. They talked about you know I remember getting into the hobby with boas. Everybody freaked about it's like stargazing. Like oh no, my snake is stargazing. But like sometimes, and he talks about it in, in the podcast. Sometimes boas just stare up. Like that's not stargazing. Just, oh yeah. Just, Katie walked in the other day, and, yeah. and my <laughs> and my snow bow was just staring up at the top of the cage. Because they're still in my closet. She's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "She's fine." She was it's, just like, "Mine does it all the time." <laughs> well, yeah. and then like right before that, she decided to crawl to crawl underneath the paper that we have in the bottom of the. And I'm like, "The hell are you doing she's under there?" She's just a weird ass snake. She's also the one that like I will walk in and I'll because it's the closet, so I'll like hang up clothes or. Get the empty hangers to take to the laundry room. And I, as I turn to go out the door, I hear thud. And I'm like, I turn around and she's just staring at me. I'm yeah, like, she's not, she's not a fan of people. Both of those bows in there are not really big fans of people. The one on the um, bottom doesn't bother me. She our big doomerel struck at Rachel through the glass the other night. Oh, really? First time she, Ooh, she, it was the day before feeding day. So she was hungry. But yeah, Rachel was cleaning it because we had company coming over. She was like cleaning <laughs> the front of it right there. Yeah. And uh, it didn't need it, but she was doing it. And I guess she saw the rag and was like, oh, that's warm and moving. I'm going to bite it. <laughs> John Grant says that big motley I have is a sweetheart. That's the one that tried to eat them as soon as it took it out of the bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, was, I got both those snakes at a show and I was like, I really want to see because they, they came to me in the bag. Is that the like, one on the bottom? Yeah. I was like, I really yeah. want to see these. But I was like, John Grant will take them out of the bag and not worry about getting bit. So I took them over to him and sure I enough, know. it tried to bite them as soon as yeah, he got out of the bag. She, does, she could care less. No, no, she. You haven't or taken her out. Care. You what? haven't taken her out of the cage. Really? Mm, she's not a fan. Oh, she never. She does not care at all when I come in the closet. She cares when you take her out of the cage. But that, the one on top, she cares. Is that the albino? That's a snow. Snow. She can't stand it when people are in that room. By people, you mean you? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she wasn't a fan. Does of she strike at you when you go in there? Not really. Looks <sighs> like bandit. Stupid snake. Oh, yeah. Beauty. He oh, hates me, but he loves every other person in the world. My, my my snow did yank down her heat panel. I had to put that up yesterday. Yeah, that scared me too. Because I came home for lunch and was like, "What is happening? What is she in? She's in one of those one of y'all's cages. Oh, that's right. I forgot you got those cages. But somehow she's in like she, the big cage. Somehow she pulled the heat panel. There's 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 that much cord sticking. Like there's like an inch of cord sticking out to pour yeah. it out of the cage. I don't know how she got enough of it down, but she. But it was also like drywall screws and not regular. Like I got screws with some smaller threads. So they have a little more of a grip in there and. 
So John Grant said, but he's a ninja and she didn't bite me. A fat ninja. <laughs> John Grant is a fat ninja. <laughs> he's a great All white right. hope. All right. Uh, it's getting late. It is. So let's see. Derek. I've been in bed. You got to remember, he's, he's an hour later than we That's are. That's true. If people want to get a hold of you, Derek, how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, Instagram is my social media platform of choice. You can hit me up. It's at apex.arboreals. Um, and then if you want to know more about my personal stuff, Crotalis Cowboy, or if you want to be friends on Facebook, that's cool too. Derek Dykstra. No relation to Lenny. I saw someone ask that earlier. <laughs> I did see that. Paul just, <laughs> Paul just aged know. himself when he did yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... That's me. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm always happy to chat, whether it's venomous reptiles or anything else. So cool. Robert. Yeah, man. Want to get a rack or a cage from you. I love reptile racks.com. Yeah. Come to a show soon. Get one from them. Uh, don't forget again, a couple of things Our giveaway this month being sponsored by colossal constrictors. They're giving away the red line science cleaning scrapers. And again, I know it doesn't sound fascinating, but you get them. They, they are amazing for cleaning shit out of the corners of tubs. That is one of the best. Oh, things that's of, another one of those things that JT Tomlinson kind of brought to the world. Yeah, he 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 brought them out uh, from, the, and so he sells those too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. All you gotta do is go over to our page and tell us what is your favorite tool in your snake room. Derek, what's your favorite tool in your snake room that you use? Or favorite thing you have in your snake room that you use? Uh, probably my humidifier. Uh, believe it or not, even though I'm in, I'm gonna say you need a humidifier. You live in a swamp, dude. It, it gets dry as hell in this room, so I rely on this thing like crazy, and it saves my ass because I've had some really bad sheds on some animals I shouldn't been, be getting bad sheds from. So that's number one. Number two are my L-hooks. I love my L-hooks. What are they? They, they are these bad boys. Ah, uh, yes. I prefer the L to the standard snake hook, but that's just me. Yes. Who makes that one? Uh, that's a stony. That's what I thought. As soon as I saw the polycarbonate, I was like, I'm pretty, Yep. you know, he's like 10 minutes from my shop. No way. Yeah. I could go over there and pick stuff up. He's told me a million times. Just come by. I love his tongs. Stoney's tongs are like one of my favorite things that I own. Mm -hmm. Uh, pump sprayers were a big one on several people that commented. They really, Oh yeah. Like the one gallon pump sprayer is coming super handy for them. Mm -hmm. Have you used, well, you don't ever go in the snake room. I, I like the. The, ca- the tub opening thing that... Yeah, uh, we bought one from uh, Brent. Yeah. Um, from Venom, Venom Life. Life Venom Life. Yeah. At Lafayette. That's true. That would come in handy for you, Derek, if you have any... I don't know how many tubs you have, but... Yes. But yeah. I use it. We use it. Yeah. It's even good for like... No, it would be good for me if like my... If I was feeding for like my Louisiana pine, because... You know what I saw the other day? It was probably one of the most toxic things I have seen uh, as far as a reptile post is... Someone made a post about ball pythons. Someone with ball pythons using a hook, and it it devolved into every bro keeper saying, "If you have to use a ball python a hook for a ball python, you shouldn't keep them. You shouldn't." Be. And I'm like, "Some of those just ball let people do what the fuck big. they want, man." Well, it's yeah, funny. Seriously, like I've seen some pretty big ball pythons. Well, I'm right. reaching in and picking them up. What's funny that used to be even a bigger issue uh, when I first got into reptiles. That you know because. Reptiles used to be a status symbol thing. So, yeah, I don't mind picking things up and getting bit. And so I remember in, like, the forum days, people, if they ever saw saw a hook or something, that would, they'd, they'd bitch about it. I'm like, it's not your fucking snake. That's yeah. why when, when Sean Gray wants to make fun of me wearing gloves for everything, I'm like, they're not your hands. I don't care. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> I'll wear gloves. I'll wear gloves to pick up anything. I love you, babe. I'm not getting yeah, bit. If you want to compare dicks, we can. 
<laughs> don't worry about my freaking. We, we can compare dicks, and if mine's smaller, I still don't care because yeah. you're not fucking with it. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, but all right, all right. Uh, again, our giveaway. Go over there. Tell us what you like. Uh, if you want to save fifteen percent on VivTech products, again, the code is Gumbo twenty two. Go order your VivTech light or a meter so you can measure the UV coming out of your bulbs. Although, if you're getting a VivTech light, it's gonna be like that for four years or more, so you're good. Um, next week. We will not have a live show. So anybody listening, we're not going to have a live show. We are going to play a uh, recording from the Corpus show. I'm going to do several recordings at the Corpus show. But if you do, go ahead, finish. Do several recordings at the Corpus show, and I'm going to uh, release those, uh, some of those next week. But if you are one of those people that believe in the power of prayer, or if you believe in putting good vibes out in the world, it will be the night before our daughter starts middle school. Night before I deal and with the freshmen. night before he has freshmen. <laughs> and I don't have kids till the Thursday. Yeah, okay. So keep us in your thoughts next also, week. Also, anybody listening, I think if anybody wants to, I, I kind of want to go to Arlington for us to record there. When is that again? September something. It's a 24th or oh, 25th. Oh. But I was thinking, if, 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 I had someone once weekend. offered, I don't remember who it was, I felt bad, but someone once offered to to sponsor us for a show. What? I can't go that Why? Way. I have to go to Louisiana for something. For what? Uh, well, I still want to go. Uh, but to sponsor go. us to do a show. And I, if anybody wants to hop on the boat to sponsor us to get a table there and help us out, because, again, teachers, we don't have lots of money. Uh, but that's just, I'm just throwing that out there. You never know unless you ask. Uh, that's it. if you want to get a hold of us it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram Facebook at gmail.com uh, we will be back live in two weeks it'll be on a Wednesday mm-hmm. that in two weeks it'll be on a Wednesday because we have stuff with our we daughter double committed that yeah, we got stuff for our daughter for school and stuff but that guest that we have will will be very entertaining <laughs> put it that way that's a good way um, some of you may know them he is getting back into being kind of public in the hobby. Uh, <coughs> so he's a very entertaining person. So that'll be in two weeks. So tune in on Good that fun. Wednesday. Uh, Derek, hang out. But thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And good night. <laughs>